When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. <laughs> How exciting is today's podcast? All right, let's let's <laughs> let's just retrace our steps real quick to explain how we got here. So yes, so uh, you love baseball. You're a big baseball guy. I kind of like baseball. Yes, <laughs> I, I and I heard you do too. And here's the thing: I also love baseball. <laughs> So we've been doing this podcast now for for forty one years. Forty one right? years. This, this we started year. in nineteen eighty two. That's right. Coming up on our forty first anniversary of doing the, the podcast. That's right. And, and at some point, I don't exactly even remember when, it suddenly occurred to me that you can buy baseball cards when you're an adult. I remembered buying them when I was a kid, but now yes. I was like, wait a second, I'm an adult now. I have my own disposable income. I can I can buy baseball cards, right? This was in many ways a it was, terrible thing for you to discover. Oh my God. It was honestly, I uh, offline have been texting you and Brandon McCarthy about what a bad revelation this was for me. But that's a different story. Well, that's a, that's a whole different thing. So I decided to purchase... Four boxes yes. of 1993 Topps baseball cards <laughs> That's that right. are sealed. I'm going to hold them up so people, if they're ever going to see this video, you can see they came sealed in this like, bubble wrap. and Fully and, uh, sealed, by the way. Like, I mean, full, like, like, like hermetically fully. sealed. Like sealed the way that you would seal a nuclear weapon if you needed to transport it somewhere. That's right. And today, you and I are going to... Look, it's, it's January 11th. There's nothing going on. Nothing. The, nothing. The, the football players are about to start, but they haven't started yet. The college championship was a total bust. That's over. Disaster. Uh, by the way, side note, as a Michigan fan, I can definitively say if Michigan had been playing in that game against Georgia, yeah. they could have. They would absolutely have held it to within 40 points. <laughs> I, I, I think that's fair, and I can say as someone who despises Michigan and has all my life, uh, it was delightful to see them lose, <laughs> and, and, and and then for TCU to get destroyed, I, it didn't. I didn't care one bit. But the point is, nothing's happening. There's nothing going nothing. on. The holidays nothing. are over. There's the no. NBA there's nothing to talk just about. Wandering about now. Nobody you cares. and I could very easily talk for ninety minutes about Carlos Correa going to the Twins, but everyone, but everyone kind of gets what happened there. He had an ankle injury. The Giants looked terrible. Then the Mets looked made the Giants not look terrible, and now he's back at the Twins, and he took less money, and who cares? So weird, yeah. Who, who cares? cares? Today is about opening packs of 1993 <laughs> Topps baseball cards and holding them up and talking about the players, and I should note, we're doing this for charity. We are doing this for charity. So so what we are doing, and, and here's the thing. 
we are trying to get our, our ducks in a row. Is that the stupid expression, ducks in mm-hmm. a row? Right? You got it. We are trying to get them in a row uh, and, and create a special page where you can go and, and donate money to the uh, Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS Center at Columbia University, which is our dedicated charity. And uh, and what you can get if, if you donate, we are going to put everybody who donates $25 or more into an auction. And what, what you will get if you win that auction is uh, any of the baseball cards that we are talking about. <laughs> That's right. Uh, except except for ones of value, like those those will be auctioned off separately. Uh, but any of the baseball cards you want, plus a typewritten. So this is a new element of this. Ooh, because like it this. was just my birthday, and uh, I believe it has not arrived yet. But I believe my wife got me a special, super cool electric typewriter. Wow, with like its own screen, like a like wow. a like a little screen on it. Fantastic! So I could not be more excited and happy. So you will get a typewritten essay about that player. Uh, mm-hmm. That I will write. You will add things to it. Uh, I don't know what will, I'm adding yet, but uh, I'll add you, something. <laughs> you will add something. You will add jokes. Uh, you will also get copies of our uh, books signed uh, mm-hmm. directly to you. And if we think of anything else, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll throw we'll that into. Yeah, we'll throw that into. Um, oh, okay. So I have I have a se- separate announcement about this that I'll tell you in a second. Oh, but yes. Yeah, okay. So okay. So. We're, the 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 most recent charity we're giving to Eleanor and Lou Gehrig Foundation for ALS, semi in honor of our friend Sarah Langs, who joined us on the podcast a couple That's weeks right. ago to talk baseball. Number one baseball fan in America by far, right. by the far. gold standard for baseball fans all across the a, world. We're all just trying to get to point nine nine of uh, Sarah Langs. That's Sarah right. Langs. That's right. So okay, so. Again, we don't have the page yet, so unfortunately you can't donate as you're listening to this, although hopefully within the next couple of days we will have this dedicated page. We're going to ask people to donate 25 bucks. We'll t- we'll, we decided five names, right? We'll pick five names out of the hat. You, you actually came I up decided with that, that. The last minute. I, I was like one essay seemed plenty to me. No, no, we got to do suddenly five. Suddenly it was five, yeah. No, we got to do five. Five five lucky people will receive autogra- <laughs> uh, inscribed uh, with the message of your choice, books from Baseball 100 and How to Be Perfect, That's Joe's right. book and my book, and any baseball card you want, and at least one typewritten essay. It's just, <laughs> just for you. Do you understand what an opportunity this is? Poznanski wrote a 1,700-page book. <laughs> A New York Times bestselling 1,700-page book with essays about the 100 greatest players of all time. Who told you this, by the Willie, way? Willie, uh, I heard it on the street. I heard it. <laughs> the rumors are flying. And and it's about guys like Willie Mays and right. uh, Hank Aaron and uh, Jackie Robinson. And now you can choose a baseball card that we're about to pull out of these packs. You can choose a Biff Pokoroba, and you will get a, an original piece of writing from award-winning... Polish Hall of Fame inductee <laughs> Joe Posdansky. This is the opportunity. If I weren't on this podcast, I would be throwing money at this charity to try to, to, try to right. get this prize. That's right. And there will be a Michael Shore entry, whether he wants it to or there not. There will be something. Already, he has already uh, volunteered me to do an incredible amount of work for this. <laughs> and uh, so there will be a Michael Shore uh, element. So, uh, this something, well. something. Yes. Okay. So, so let's let, so let's talk about the 1993 Topps baseball set. So yes. this was chosen essentially at random, although it it uh, because that's what was available to be purchased from the site I was on. But uh, it makes some sense. It's exactly 40 years ago, yes. right? Or 30 years ago. Sorry, we're now in the year 2023. Ago. That's right. Um, and 
importantly, this is not a great set of cards for rookies because that's what you always want is rookie cards, right? That's right. There, There is one rookie card that matters a great deal in this set. And it is Derek Jeter. <laughs> Who we maybe, both loathe. Yes, maybe yes. our least favorite baseball the player. The least favorite podcast player. Yes. <laughs> of all time. So if we find Derek Jeter rookie cards, yes. uh, we will put those aside and we will auction those off separately in some other yes. way that we haven't determined yet to give that amount of money. You will not be able to choose a Derek Jeter rookie card. No, you cannot. But a couple details because I've been researching this set. So... Derek Jeter rookie card uh, is now. Is the Derek it, Jeter rookie card a draft card? Is that it actually is. It's, what it it's, is? It's 1992 draft star. That's or right. Whatever. Because yeah. this is well before Derek Jeter joined the Yankees. So this is yeah. this is they in in 1993 they had all of the first rounders got their own card, their own special card, uh, and Derek Jeter was uh, clearly. The best player chosen. Preston Wilson is also one of those guys, I think. There's a there Preston are a lot of guys Wilson. you've never heard of. Never heard of, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's also, they. this was the v- very beginning of what, uh, of a, of a, uh, of a fungus, frankly, that has taken over the, the card industry, which is yes. that card itself, whatever, it's worth 60 bucks or maybe 80 bucks or 100 bucks if it's in gem mint condition. But then they have like gold foil editions of right. all of the cards um so like a you know that are slightly more rare or whatever if you look at cards in from in the intervening 30 years in basketball and baseball and everything now it's gone crazy now it's like you get a card and it's like oh here's a Jason Tatum rookie card and you're like ooh it does that's worth nothing cuz there's also a gold foil edition and a and a refract black chrome refractor edition and a red border edition and a green border edition and whatever yeah. Those are the ones that actually end up being valuable. This set, this 93 top set, was a little bit before that mission creep of the card companies. Right. So there's but so there's one um there's really one card of extreme val- of high-ish value, which is the Jeter rookie. The Jeter rookie gold foil would be more valuable. But this was also the year that the Marlins and Rockies had debuted uh for their for the, in their inaugural right. seasons. And so Topps did a thing where they have like Marlins and Rockies inaugural editions of cards, which is just the same card with a little uh, embossed thing on the front that says Marlins inaugural season of every card. So it's you can get, uh, you know, whatever, a a, a, a Shea Hilland brand card. Right. Right. But it's the Marlins inaugural edition Shea Hillenbrand card. Gotcha. And those those are very rare. And that Jeter card is worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars if you can find it just because it's so rare. Now, I don't know how these Marlins edition, Marlins inaugural edition and Rockies inaugural edition cards were dispersed. I don't know whether you could only buy them in Denver and, and Miami <laughs> or something or whether they were randomly dispersed throughout the sets. But the the real thing that would be mind blowing and great is if we found a Derek Jeter rookie card that is either the Marlins inaugural edition or the Rockies inaugural edition. That is a that is a I think is it's that, close to a thousand dollar card. Is that possible? Thing. Is that like I don't the, I the, don't know. I mean, they do yeah. exist. I've seen them, but I but I I don't know if it's even possible that they're in these boxes of cards that we purchased. Gotcha. But that's what we're ultimately ideally looking for but actually what we're really looking for is the funniest and dumbest names <laughs> well that's right that's right I, I think that, I think that as as we get started to doing this uh there are a couple of things I think we should do I think we should try 
and hope that in every pack we open, there is one player we've never heard of. Like that I think will definitely happen. I think that's absolutely crucial, absolutely critical. Um, and I think that the other thing about 93 is, um, and I'm, I'm saying this basically looking at the at the top of the box, which has on it Ken Griffey Jr. and Robin Yount. Mm-hmm. And what strikes me about that is um, I don't, think of Ken Griffey Jr. and Robin Yount playing in at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is there feels like that feels really weird. So it was I the en- end of to, one career, the beginning of another. It was the end of one and the beginning right? of another. But I think one thing we should be like on the lookout is oh, I can't believe that guy was still playing in ninety three. That and will also, be the true joy of this, yeah. Right. And also I can't believe that guy was already playing in ninety three. Right. Because right. we're gonna see some young players uh, that that were already playing in '93. That were like, oh wow, I think of that guy being much later. So I think these are things we're just going to have to keep an eye on. This is, by the way, we are going to have a good time. I have no idea whether this is going to be worth listening to at all. We're, you're going to be listening to two geeks opening baseball cards. That's all that's you're right. going to be. That's all that's happening now, here. Now the final thing I'll say is that in addition to buying these packs of nineteen. 19- 93 baseball cards. I also <laughs> bought a, a unopened box of 1980 baseball cards. That's right. So in the middle of this, at some point, I will open a pack of 1980 <laughs> baseball cards just for fun, just for a little because variety. Because they're there, you know. Because they're right in front of me. And if you think I'm not going to open them, you're insane. All Here's, right. Should we, should we begin? We should begin. But I, but I think we should also point out, because this is now a sickness with you, yeah. there is a reasonable chance that this is all we will ever do for the rest of the podcast. Well, history. there's there's a couple other things going on here. There's a reasonable chance that this is all we ever do for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> certainly. There's also a reasonable chance that I drive myself into bankruptcy by buying <laughs> packs of unopened baseball cards every hour of every day for the rest of my life until my wife divorces me and takes our kids away. That's right. And I have to sell everything I own to get more money to buy more baseball cards. But will um, it be worth it? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, first thing to notice, by the way, it's 69 cents a pack. That shows you how, lo- how long ago this was. <laughs> That's It's really good. And they are, so we should describe them. They're, you've got the, I guess, deep blue. They're deep blue packs mm-hmm. uh, on there. They talk about each card being of a new premium quality, which... Which is interesting. Was ninety two viewed as a a, well, a a really the lack of quality card? You uh, baseball card dorks out there will remember that it was Topps, Flair, and Donruss forever That's and right. ever and ever. And then in nineteen eighty nine, I think Upper Deck came along, and the yeah. thing that Upper Deck did was they were like, "These are going to our thing is going to be." premium photo quality right and and, and card the, quality the, thickness yeah, yeah sheen yeah. and gloss right so suddenly cards which were like grainy cheap cardboard they suddenly became much higher quality and that kind of ruined everything a little bit if you want to <laughs> yeah. be if you want to be an old crusty uh purist like like i am it was like well this I, it was cool i remember as a kid i was like this is awesome these cards right. look so good but really, that it isn't what you want with baseball cards. You wanted old, crappy pieces of cardboard with like slightly blurry photos of uh, of whoever of Robin Yount and Ricky Henderson. Like, <laughs> what uh, a or, car behind or, them! You know, you want. Yeah. I mean, that, that basically you, you wanted, wanted a Manny Trio card where he was like, a, like there was the photo of him catching a ball at short was like a little bit 
a little bit grainy, a little bit off center. <laughs> Maybe they um, painted the the logo on the hat because they had just been traded. Like that was yeah. that was always fun. So by the my way, gu- we- my guess would be, by the way, just to close this loop, my guess would be that this is tops now trying to compete with like Upper Deck and Bowman, well, which had come back out too. Especially because, and I think this is this is sort of a difference between uh, from from you and I. Uh, with our our friend Brandon McCarthy, who is a of a slightly younger generation than us, we were talking about what is the best uh, uh, like set ever, mm-hmm. and he said the 1992 Upper Deck was his yeah. like favorite, you know, and garbage take. That's a garbage it's, take. It's, it's a garbage take, but I think this 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 tops 93 was a direct response to 92 Upper Deck. I think I think that's, you're right. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so what are we doing? All right, so and by the way, there's no gum in these cards either. They took the gum out because the gum, the residue from the gum would decrease the value of the cards. Which, the, which, it, it, it's terrible. Like they, terrible. It had become a commodity, right? It, 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 they, they by were 93, leaning it was into, already a commodity, yeah. Oh, very much Remember so. Remember yeah. later when they brought back the gum, but they put the gum in its own like plastic? Yeah, yeah like... Oh, well, there, there had been, by this point, I think in 89 or 90, someone can fact check me on this. There was a Sports Illustrated article about like the big business of baseball cards. Oh, yeah. And it detailed, it detailed a collector who walked around, flew around the country with a briefcase full of like a million dollars in cash because wow. he would fly to these places and be and someone would say like I have a 1959 Bob Gibson and he would just go like I'll give you 40 grand for it or whatever um and and so they, this was they, we were deep into the bubble had actually burst by 93 like that there was an enormous bubble at the end of the 80s early 90s I think yes. by 93 it had it really burst and so and they, they were sort of building themselves back up but yeah um, but who well, cares cuz that's not the point of this the point of this is to open <laughs> baseball cards and by the way last thing I'll say is is that there is a uh, there is like a, a a patron saint of this thing that we're about to do? Yes, to me, and that patron saint is the writer Dave Roth, who uh, who has written for uh, the, was in the Deadspin universe and now right. is one of the founding members of Defector, and he started. I believe it was David Roth. If it wasn't, I apologize to whoever actually started this, but he, there's like a feature on that site um, that's just called "Let's Remember Some Guys." Or yeah. <laughs> remembering some guys, right? Where they literally go through old baseball cards and just are like, "Oh, I for- had forgotten about forgot about this guy, Turk yes. Wendell, or whatever." <laughs> so yes. let's remember. I think him. that's right. I think David actually do- did. David do some writing for Tops. He might have even done some writing for Tops. Oh, these, I love these. I would lines. love to believe be, that. It's true. I might be. I might be wrong on that. But yes, that is. That but anyway, is, this is this whole thing is a little bit of an homage to David Roth <laughs> because it, we're remembering some guys is one of our favorite things to do. I would say. Yes, absolutely. And, and okay, so as we open our first pack, again, I want to reiterate that the word premium is on the on the wrapper twice. You got <laughs> new premium quality at the top, and then at the bottom, 15 premium picture cards. Yeah, and it does advertise that there is one Topps gold card, which has the gold foil edition of whatever card it is in every right, pack. In so, every we're, pack oh, so we're going to get a gold card every time we open every time we open up a pack this is great what are there there are 36 packs in this in this case is that right 36 four times i'm not saying i opened a couple early though i'm not we're gonna we're gonna open it we're we're gonna remember a shocking number of guys today just (laughs) settle in all right do you want to go first you want me to go first uh i will go first but here's the thing uh, that we have to ask because i don't know why they did this they actually have it so that both ends of the pack are uh, facing the back of the card. 
Like hmm. the back of like it's so weird the way that it's set up so that basically uh you have to flip them all around in order to get them all on the front, which is very weird. All right, here all we right, go. Here we go. Pack number 1. Pack number 1. We are starting off with Andre Dawson when he was on right. the Cubs. Classic. So good. I guess Andre Dawson was still playing in 93. He won the MVP in 87, right? In 87, yes. But he was already, you know, he already had all the years with the Expos by then. All right. Uh Number two, we got Mariano Duncan. Delightful. Former del- Red, right? Former Red. He was on the Phillies when uh when this uh when this came out. Uh then we have oh like kind of a, a little bit of a of a tragic figure. We have Steve Olin, uh mm. the Cleveland relief pitcher who died. Uh and then we have a sideways card, which are the best. The best horizontally so, laid out. Oh so nothing random. Better. Like why nothing would they better. do that? We have a uh a a like horizontal card. Of Jeff Innes. <laughs> Why? Why? Met Why did... relief pitcher Jeff Met Innes gets a horizontal card. They were like, and it wasn't like Jeff Innes was new. Jeff Innes had been around for a while there. And they were like, you know, Jeff Innes deserves a a, a card that goes sideways. Sure. All right, here we go. I believe I've got my first I've never heard of him guy. Uh, that would be the Brewers catcher. Tim McIntosh. Do you have any thoughts on Brewers reliever Tim McIntosh? Right, we officially have. We should let's let's make a separate pile each of us for the guys we literally have never heard of. Before. <laughs> we've never heard so Tim Mac, and then we can decide who the best guy yeah. of the ones we've never heard of. All right, I got my gold foil card. My gold foil card is Dwayne Ward, relief pitcher, Toronto okay. Blue Jays. All right. With, 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 by the way. If you want a gold foil card, I mean, if that's like what you want, you can have one. You can have one. So if you want this Dwayne Ward, it can be yours. I don't. We're know basically saying nothing is off limits for for when we do get the auction set up. Nothing will be off limits except essentially the Jeter rookie card, right? Yeah, because is there anything yeah. else that has any? There value isn't really any other. There's a Kenny Kenny Lofton uh, has a rookie card in this pack too, but it doesn't okay. appear to be worth a ton of money. But it's got the little trophy, like like. Oh, I future, love the whatever. Trophy. Yeah, love the trophy. All right. A little quicker. Brian Barnes. Remember Brian Barnes, left-hander, Expos? Don't think I do. I seem to have a vague memory of him, but maybe I'm confusing him with somebody else named Brian. <laughs> we got Kenny Rogers. That there's a, The gambler. The gambler. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Perfect game. Kenny Rogers threw a perfect yeah. game. Did he not? That, that, he did indeed. That's right. We got Hojo. We got uh, Howard Johnson, uh, right. which is just awesome. Remember, wasn't like... You recall Howard Johnson. I have a very like strong memory of Howard Johnson having a 30-30 season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and a member of those 80s. the only one. Those 86. Be, he was on the 86 mats, right? He was a he was world the, He's got a World Series. Uh, yeah. He was, he was not a uh, huge. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't get that many. Uh, he didn't play that much for the 86 mats. But he led the league in runs in 89. Right. And uh, had more than one 30-30 season. He had a 36-32 in 87. In 89, he had 36 homers and stole 41 bases. And in 91, oh he led the league with 38 homers and stole 30 bases. He was a good player. Three? Hojo had three 30-30 seasons? <laughs> Hojo had three 30-30 seasons. Good for you, Hojo. Yeah, he was a fine player. All right, I got my first 92 draft pick card, and it is of Preston Wilson. We there you go. Preston Wilson. So, this could be yours. We're not auctioning off the Preston Wilson card, I wouldn't guess. Why not? 
No, oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Preston Wilson you, does not get his own. He does not own, get like, it. No. The only card that we are going to put aside and, and sell somehow for money to raise money for the charity is the Derek Jeter card. Derek Everything Jeter. else All is right. fair game. Yeah. Alan Mills. Have any strong Alan Mills memories? Let's Orioles? See, you, Orioles. Very good. So you definitely okay. have some Alan Mills memory. Yeah. Then we got Lee Smith on the Cardinals. Hall of Famer. Lee, Lee Arthur Smith. Smith Hall of Lee Famer. Lee Arthur Smith. Oh, I just was with Lee Arthur Smith in Kansas City. He was there uh, as part of the celebration of Buck O'Neill's uh, birthday, and right. it was great. And he told some hilarious story. He's he's very funny. Lee, Lee Arthur is very funny. Former Red Sox too. Former well, he's former everybody, isn't he? Former like, everybody. Was there, yeah. Was there was any team? All right, we got our second sideways card, and uh, I've I I don't know Steve Foster. I, I have literally no idea. Reds pitcher Steve Foster. Steve Don't remember Foster. him. Any memory of Steve Foster? Nope. No. All right. Well, that's two in the no memory of, but he got a sideways card. Why? I think pitchers are more likely to have sideways cards because if they get them in action, they're, you know, they're in their windup. You need, you need the horizontalness to see from the side angle. My I, guess I would guess. be a lot of the sideways cards are going to be pitchers. All right. Our final two cards. We got Felix Jose. Sure. Obviously, we all have strong memories of Felix Jose. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my all-time favorites, I guess a former Red Sox, I think, at one point, because I think he pitched for everybody, Bob Tewksbury. Bob Tewksbury, Cardinals, Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, what never, else? He, who else never he walked for? anybody. Wasn't that his whole thing was that Bob Tewksbury never walked a soul? That sounds right. Yeah. I think that's right. I think Bob Tewksbury never walked anybody. I think that was his big thing. Um, yeah, he, in 92... He pitched 233 innings and walked 20 guys. Wow. Yeah. So Saber Hagen esque. <laughs> it was. It's, I, I think Saber Hagen is Tewksbury esque, I think. All right. So there's my first. Uh, All right. My first great pack. pack. I, it's a great pack. Two players we've never heard of. Very strong. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Right off the top, I've got a sideways card, and it's a great one. It's Junior Felix. Junior. <laughs> 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 junior Felix gets a sideways card. And that is great to me that we got a Junior Felix and a Felix Jose on the yeah. same. Uh, they're like, like close to each other. Blue Jays for two years, then he was traded to the Angels. I forgot that he was even on the Angels. I think of him only as a Blue Jay. But yes. I, guess, uh, I don't even know why we think of him as a Blue Jay. Dwayne Henry. Do you have any memories of Dwayne Henry? Dwayne Henry sounds like a Ranger to me. No, he's a Red. <laughs> Oh, wait, he was on the Rangers. He was on the Rangers for five years. Well done. I have no memory of him. I'm going to put him in the no memory pile. No memory pile. Dwayne Henry. Left-hander Randy Myers, of course. For of the, course. Uh, this is him on the Padres after he left the Mets. He was, uh, and, uh, and and was he not uh, one of the Nasty Boys? He was one he of the was Nasty Boys, yeah. He was on the 90 on uh, the Reds, yeah. Reds team, yeah. absolutely. God, the, I know that I that we're old, but the print on the back of these things is minuscule <laughs> it's tiny i was in there literally have to hold it up like this close to my face i'm holding it like two inches away from my ace scott my scudder pitcher for the indians any memories of scott scudder i do and i believe scudder was also a red i think yeah, scott right. scudder was a red yeah and he was indian. also a world series winner on the 1990 reds Good <laughs> i for you, thought scott. so how about cal daniels from the cubs oh cal daniels was a Big time player for the Reds when he when he and the Dodgers started. right he was on the yeah. Dodgers I think but yeah. what didn't Cal Daniels have one like almost Eric Davis like season for the Reds in his early days 
Yeah, nine looks like ninety or sorry, eighty seven. He had twenty six twenty six homers. How many stolen bases? Uh twenty six. Yeah, he was almost a thirty thirty guy. Yeah. God. And I think it oh. relatively uh he didn't he didn't get that many at bats that year. I also think Cal Daniels, if I'm not mistaken, um back in the days before Pete Rose was suspended from the game forever, uh he was well known for knowing like like he was a huge statistical guy. He was like very much a a sabermetrics guy. Really? And yeah, well, sabermet. I don't know how much he cared about like the advanced stats, but he always knew what his batting average was. Like he was he was constantly uh, keeping up with stats. And I remember like Sport Magazine or somebody did a, a story on him, and they were like testing him. And he's like, I know everything about the game. I literally know every single thing about the game. And they said, Oh, if you know that, um, who? Uh, who who pops out the most in baseball? And he said Gary Reedus, and he was right. Uh, Gary Reedus was a guy that was playing on that Reds uh, team, yeah, uh, that he was managing. And then I think he said like second is Cal Daniels. Like he like literally, holy like moly! He, that it just so happened that both those guys played for him, but but still, I thought that was you're cool. right though. He only had 368 at bats that year. No, I remember it being like you could double. His his thing, and he went out like a 50-50 season. Yeah, like, he I had remember... 30-34. God, that's like an MVP type season <laughs> that he yeah. was on. Oh yeah, that's wild. I had no idea. All right, I've got my first gold foil card, and it's Mike Jackson, the pitcher oh, for the Giants. Oh, Giants. Uh, Mike yeah. Jackson pitched forever. Mariners. Right? Yeah. Is, yeah. Later pitched for. I mean, he he literally might have pitched for twelve teams. These this Mike Jackson card is probably worth at least. 25 cents <laughs> so so if you want and we'll give it to you for free if you win the auction <laughs> tom hankey there's a good oh name for tom you. hankey was big time and tom, and glasses wore glasses that that's the thing about him right yes. the thing about tom hankey is that he's the one of the last pitchers you remember that wore glasses that's, that's what right. everyone remember. and he, he threw hard man <laughs> he threw hard hankey was hankey was big time well, speaking of throwing player. hard, how about Dan Plesak? He threw hard oh, too, didn't he? Oh, Danny Plesak threw really hard. Lefty. Dan Plesak like worked. Does he still work for the for MLB Network? Like I've been on shows with Dan Plesak at the MLB Network, which I thought this, was always exciting. This card has so far the leader in the clubhouse for best uh, little biographical comment on the back. You know, if there's okay. room, if they didn't, if they don't. If they didn't play too many years to to knock off the biographical comments, they had to add a biographical comment. Here's Dan Plesex. Dan enjoys harness horses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that about him. Which, Everyone which, does. Famously, yeah. Which but reminds then, me, well, I, I should add, <laughs> yeah, since go ahead. you're saying that, Bob Tewksbury has, has a, a little a biographical thing on his back. He worked as a reporter for TV station during Red Sox 1986 postseason games at huh. Fenway Park. How about that? Thinking about a career in broadcasting, I guess. He was thinking Bob about a Tewksbury. career in broadcasting at that time, I guess. So Dan Plezak enjoys harness horses, and it says he relaxes by listening to rhythm and blues music. Wow. What Do you think he ever doubled up on that? Like, listen to rhythm and blues <laughs> While and? he was racing harness <laughs> horses? He was, was he racing or he was watching? It just says he enjoys them. I don't know what that I'm, means. I'm going to guess he was watching. Listen, I, I know that some of you out there have probably thought to yourselves at some point, why do I keep listening to this podcast? <laughs> what is in it for me? It's endlessly long. They don't talk about anything meaningful. 
Why am I doing this? Now you know. The reason is because you now know more about Dan Plesak than you ever thought you would. You, you you went into this with like very, let's be honest, very limited Dan Plesak. So little. You knew so little about him. And now, if you find yourselves at a cocktail party in some kind of, it's some part of like high society, some kind of sure. high, maybe New York or San Francisco, That's like right. uh, like upper echelons of society, and Dan Plesak comes up, you yes. you know what you do? You sidle into that group of of important uh, men and women. Oh, of, these are of ambassadors, the, right? Uh, I mean, these are yeah, these just are senators, them. ambassadors, uh, business <laughs> titans folks, titans of business, yes. titans, titans of whatever industry they're in. And the subject of Dan Plesak comes up, and you sure. sidle in and you say, you know, Dan Plesak enjoyed harness horses. I, <laughs> guess who? Guess who is on a rocket ship to the top of society? <laughs> I think the correct way to do that is. I could be wrong, but I thought I heard That's you right. mention Dan Plesak. You play it cool. You're like, I'm Very sorry, did cool. someone mention did someone mention Dan Plesak? You know he enjoyed harness horses, don't you? <laughs> and then somebody else will say, Do you know any other facts about him? <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, I do. He uh, often relaxed by listening to rhythm and blues music. And suddenly, before you know it, you are the executive vice president of something. That's you know right. what I mean? You are you are running BP. You That's are you are the head of some division of consolidated amalgamated products incorporated <laughs> because you listen to the podcast. That's what that's the service that's we're providing to you. for you. That is our gift to you. That's all we can say. Ed Nunez. Oh, Eddie Nunez that was on the Mariners already? Uh, he was way past the Mariners. Uh, he left oh, the Mariners. Oh, way past the Mariners. It looks like 88. Then he played for the Mets. Then he played for the Tigers. And then he played for the Brewers. And this card is him on the Rangers. Great mustache. <laughs> A sort of Nestor Cortez-level like mustache, mustache, I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and here's Pudge, Yvonne Rodriguez. Oh. Now, how do you feel, by the way, as a longtime Red Sox fan, of course, uh, Carlton Fisk did predate you as a uh, Red Sox, but obviously a Titan and a legend in the, in the Red Sox industry. How do you feel about them calling somebody else Pudge? I'm okay with it. You're okay. I'm with, okay with it. Okay yeah. With multiple Pudges. I'm okay with multiple Pudges. I think it has to just fit. I think by the way, Christian Vasquez should be nicknamed Pudge. Pudge Vasquez. Pudge Vasquez. Yes. yes. Um, Yvonne Rodriguez, uh, uh accused, in many circles of perhaps using performance-enhancing drugs. He was accused of that, yes. Um, just for the record, in 91-92, now granted he's a youngster, relatively speaking, but uh, in 1991, he had three home runs, and in 1992, he had eight home runs. I'm just pointing that out for no reason. <laughs> just just something to be pointing out. Ron Darling, Yaley. Ron Darling, yes. Uh, probably the, maybe the only Yale... Graduate to pitch, uh, at least in his era, right? I would imagine. Craig Breslow went to Harvard, maybe? Uh, yeah. I, there, there were other, I think, Yale, certainly going back, there were certainly. But yeah. yes, it was very, very well known in his time. And, of course, now uh, one of the premier broadcasters of, of the game. Do you enjoy listening to Ron Darling? I do. I, I enjoy that Mets team a great deal. They're yes. fun to listen to. Ron Darling, um, uh, is on, in this card, is on the is on the A's. I had no memory of Ron oh, Darling no, pitching for the A's. Oh, no, I have no memory A's. of that. No. That's wild. Did he pitch Great. for anybody else? I literally have only a memory of him as a Met. He pitched for the Expos in 91. I had no memory of that either. I don't have any memory of that. No. Wiped uh, it out. Greg, Greg Vaughn on the Brewers. Oh. He was a really good player, Greg Vaughn. Well, Greg Vaughn uh, later started. Like, didn't he hit, he hit 50 home runs in a season? Hit, I mean, like, he, pretty... 
he somewhere had a bunch in the mid '97. No, yeah. yeah, like in the when, in the '90s. Yeah, but a, here he's he already. This is '92. Is his fourth year? He had 23, at 27, and 91. He was a good hitter, man. That was for the Padres, right? Uh, Brewers. Brewers. Oh, early days Brewers. Sure. Yeah. Ben McDonald. He wasn't he a number one overall draft? He was a number one, very good for the Orioles, and he was very good like his rookie year, first couple of years, and then injuries started to uh, pile up. Am I crazy or did he go to LSU? I feel like that I remember him. Right. That sounds right. It is yeah. not on the back of his card where he went to college. Let me see. Uh, no, it's not. But he's from Baton Rouge. So Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, that, that sounds right. I think he went to LSU. Okay, here's a guy I've never heard of. Uh-oh. Joe Joe Grahe. G-R-A-H-E. Any that memories sounds, of Joe Grahe? That's, no, I don't, but that sounds like a White Sox. He's an angel. And I realize it only sounds like a White Sox because of Joe Creedy. And Mark Burley. <laughs> H-E. Anyone who, whose name ends in H-E at some point pitch for the White Sox. <laughs> Joe Grahe. No. No memory. And finally, finally, New York Yankee, Mike Gallego, middle infielder. Weak, oh, I, all, all, all field, no hit, right? Yeah, I pretty much. I remember him as, a, as an A. Wasn't he an A? He was on the A's for the first six, seven years, and then yeah, he went to the Yankees. But he, I, he was on those... He was on some of those annoying early mid uh, Yankees teams, I think. Was he on a championship Yankees? I guess. I, I guess he was. Ugh. All right, all right, my turn. Yes, into the pile we go. So we're just so everyone knows, we've been doing it. We're thirty six minutes into this podcast. You only have about, I think, three more hours of this. <laughs> so and, just relax. And, and this is one where honestly, I feel like sometimes I feel guilty. I feel like we're doing this, and I'm like. Why are we imposing this on people? People do not deserve this. Like human beings do not deserve to have this much nonsense uh, thrown at them. But this time, we're opening baseball cards. I don't care if you like this or not, I to be perfectly care honest. Less. I could not care less. <laughs> All right, let's start. Oh, we got a sideways card, and it is oh, delightful. It's a gold sideways card. Of Chuck Knobloch. I mean, yeah. Just, just and it's of Chuck Knobloch getting ready to throw. So where is that throw going? Well, now it, date, it certainly dates these cards to a certain yes. moment in time. In this, in at this version of Chuck Knobloch, who, by the way, as a twin, fantastic player. Just I mean, a fantastic player. Heading heading for a Hall of Fame case. Yeah, no, say. like a like a Craig Biggio type player. Like yeah. he just stole yeah. a bunch of bases, hit with some power, got on base, good defensively. And then, uh, then the throwing thing happened. You Very know? sad. So, uh, by the way, I'm I'm just going to throw this out. Now, obviously, everybody can choose what they want to choose. But if you wanted a Chuck Knobloch essay, that that would be a seems, good essay. This is a good card. This is that's I'm just a saying, good. That's a good. Is, it's a good card and a, and a great choice for an essay. It is. It's a great choice. And speaking of great choices for essays, Smoke Stewart. Smoke Stewart. <laughs> oh, smoke. <laughs> smoke. But Smoke Stewart led the league in starts four consecutive years. He um, was a great pitcher, man. He, he was, was so good. It, I, I actually was just – I did a little event with him. And uh, and he made the point, and he's not wrong, had his early career gone differently, you know, like they didn't – like they were trying to figure it out, what he was doing with the Rangers, that guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like man. He, like, like in the beginning, in the middle of his career, he was as intimidating as any pitcher in the game. That eighty-eight to ninety A's team 
that like where he was he was winning 20 games every year pitching every year. huge huge starts in the world in the postseason the world series yeah like yeah, yeah he won, was yeah yeah won 20 games four years in a row four yeah. years in a row jose leaned great pirate what do we have to say pirate yeah it's a sideways card so there is that all right here we go what can you tell me about dan walters about who? Sorry, you blinked out for a second. <laughs> what can you tell me about Dan Walters? I don't think I can tell you anything about Dan Walters. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. Dan Walters uh, was a catcher for uh, the Padres, apparently. Uh, okay. here, here's the information they gave me on the back. He graduated from Santana Santee High School in 1984 mm. and was traded to the by Astros to Padres in exchange for left-handed pitcher Ed Vosberg. <laughs> <laughs> what if on the back of everyone's card we suddenly realized they all said that they enjoy harness racing and listen to rhythm and blues <laughs> that music, would, and you just that would ruin it. That you would just, ruin well, it. you just realized that they just made it up. That they knew no one would read these, no one would care or pay attention. They just those two details just on everyone's you card. You know that the person who did the back of Dan Walter's card was like, nobody's going to even care. <laughs> nobody's going to even look there. And so, yeah, he was traded for Ed Vosberg. Why not? That sounds right. Um, if you are out there listening and you are the person who was in charge of the biographical information <laughs> for that card or Dan please ask card we beg you beg you to get in touch with us reach would out to us we will do an entire episode of this podcast where all we do is interview you about about biographical tidbits that you put on the back of Topps baseball cards in 1993 oh it's so good all right I'm putting Dan uh Walters into the we don't know who he is pile mm -hmm. um Steve Bouchelle, you have a lot of Steve Bouchelle thoughts. Steve Bouchelle, Royals and Rangers, or something More like that. Rangers, I don't know. Rangers. He might have played for the Royals later in his career. Here he was on the Cubs, which I do not remember. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And he was also on the uh, on the Pirates for a little while there. Uh, but his good years were with the Rangers. He had as many as eighteen home runs in a year. He was good. Steve Bouchelle, uh, also great, great um, B U E C H E L E, great name. Yes, great spelling. Great spelling. Uh, speaking of Rangers, we got Jose Guzman. Oh, great. Uh, over here. Jose Guzman, was he ever any good? I guess he was. I guess I he was okay. I feel like he I feel like he was like a sort of flame throwing type guy. Like he let me look it up. Well, he won sixteen games in ninety two in the he year. He did. This and this, this was guy. the year after that. So uh Yeah. He had a three twenty FIP. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad year. Uh what do you have to remember? You know you remember Junior Ortiz, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> there were a lot of guys named Junior, weren't there? There really were. Junior Felix and Junior, junior Ortiz. Felix and Fe yes, I, it's yes. He, he, uh, he, he, he's a pirate, I think, right? Well, this year he was in Cleveland, which I vaguely remember him as a backup okay. in Cleveland. But it's also a sideways card, which is uh, delightful for a catcher. Uh, Pat Kelly. Sure. You got a, you got Pat Kelly. He was on the Yankees at this point. Uh, don't remember I don't, that. I don't remember. I don't. I seem to remember Pat Kelly on the Orioles, but maybe I'm not. That might not be right. I don't have any idea. Junior Ortiz, by the way, uh, I just looked him up. Uh, let's see, two thousand, just over two thousand plate appearances in thirteen years. How many home runs did Junior Ortiz hit in two thousand plate appearances? Five. <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> he was a delightful backup catcher. All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, Bobby Ojeda. 
Bobby Ojeda. Bobby another Ojeda. another another uh another Met, another uh, member of that of that uh, Mets team, right? But that was had to hurt because he was a member of that Mets team, but he was a Red Sox before then. Like, like yeah, he was, was a Red Sox the year before. The like, year he, that, before, he was he was, I think, the only guy that I remember who who won a ring with the Mets in '86 who had ever who had played, I think, at all for the Red Sox, but certainly the year before. The like, year that, before, that and was he painful. was he was really good in 86. I I yeah. I knew he was good, but I mean, 18 and five with a two five seven ERA. Yeah, uh, but he did lead the league in shutouts for the Red Sox in '84. Bobby Hayden had a very good career, very good yeah. career. He won 18 games in '86. In but uh, I'm looking it up now. His FIP in '85 with the Red Sox was 3.25. His FIP in '86 with the Mets was 3.05. But in '85 wow. with the Red Sox, he was nine and eleven, and in '86 he was eighteen and five. Like I <laughs> yeah, feel like there's no, some it's... maybe maybe the defenses, the relative defenses <laughs> of those t- teams maybe came into play. <laughs> What memories do you have of Damon Berryhill? Oh, Cub, right? Cub, yeah. He was actually uh, on Atlanta at this point, and okay. uh, he was for he played for some good Atlanta teams as as the years went on. Uh, but I remember him as a Cub as well. All right, Doug Henry. You have some Doug Henry thoughts? Doug Henry, Jesus, uh, we are really remembering some guys right now. <laughs> this is a real Dave Roth tribute that we're doing. Uh, Doug I, Henry, I, I can remember tell you, very he was little on- about Doug Henry. Yeah, he was on the Brewers at this point. Here's what I can tell you. He pitched a one-hitter in the 1983 College World Series for Arizona State. How about that? How about that for Doug Henry? They well looked done. through his they looked through his major league career and they're like, "We have nothing." We have <laughs> well, he was nothing. like a middle relievery guy, right? Like he wasn't yeah. like uh he like what do you write about a middle reliever who uh oh man, yeah. in in 1994, the strike season 1994. He had a 7.06 FIP. That is not good. That's, that's <laughs> not quality work by Doug Henry that year. All right, Vince Horseman. Do you do you have you ever heard of Vince Horseman? I don't believe I have. I believe I don't either. Vince Horseman played for the Blue Jays briefly, the and the uh, Athletics. Um, in amateur baseball, capitalized by the way. Vince once posted 17 strikeouts while pitching no hitter. Wow. That is really cool and absolutely not true. You know they were just like, well, what do you got? We got we got two lines to put on the bottom of his uh, card. Um, He's a Canadian Vince Horseman. I just looked oh, it up. He's from Halifax. Well, then, like, of course he had a 17, uh, you know, uh, strikeout no hitter <laughs> in amateur baseball. I mean, what is that? Oh, here's a good one for you. I know you have memories of Mike McNanty. Oh, Royal. <laughs> Royal. First of all, very right? Good. Yeah. Uh, right. Mike Magnanti. We are remembering guys right now. This is fantastic. Uh, I don't remember. I just remember that he existed. I have no memories, of, actual okay. memories of him playing. Here's the thing. I love that. Now that we're looking at the back of cards, first of all, the way uh, we should say the 93 cards, I don't think they were the first ones, but they were one of the first to have a color photo on the back of the card. Oh, interesting. photo of the player on the back of the card. Here's here's the back of uh, Mike Magnanti's card, which tells you they didn't really have a lot. Listen to this. Was graduated from UCLA in 1988 with a bachelor's degree in applied math. He played baseball with Bruins and earned first-team academic All-American honors. Posted 22 victories in college career. He and his wife have a daughter, Megan. There you go. 
So there you go. So again, you're in that group. There's a decent chance Mike McNandy would come up. Somebody might be like saying, hey, does anybody know what Mike McNandy's daughter's name is? <laughs> <laughs> Those same titans of industry just musing out loud about what Mike McNandy's daughter's name is. By the way, right. I'm now I'm looking him up now. He went to John Burroughs High School in Burbank. That's not three miles from where I sit right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And look, he obviously is a super smart guy. He might be still in baseball. I mean, or doing something. I mean, he he you know applied math. Uh, that's not bad. A, that's, that's not bad. Pretty, that's a pretty. That's a pretty. That's a pretty intense major for a for an athlete for anybody <laughs> All right, two, really. Two more. One is I can the for my first. I can't believe he was still playing a 1993 card. Okay. And that is Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph Whoa. was still playing in '93 for the Willie Mets, Randolph. no less. Willie Randolph, that is that is awesome. That it looks like that. Final. It looks like that was his final year. His final year as a player was '92 with the Mets. So this is his final card. You could get if you donate twenty five dollars to the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig uh, <laughs> ALS, ALS Center. Center, you could be the owner of Willie Randolph's final baseball card. Yes, I mean, come on, that's not nothing. That's All right, not and nothing. by the way, Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph, legitimate Hall of Fame case. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but legitimate Hall of Fame case. Led the league uh, in walks in 1980. Yeah, he walked a lot, but look at his look at his uh, war, his career war. It's like great legit. defender, great defensive yeah, player. Yeah, great defensive player and very good hitter for his day for a second yeah. baseman. All right, and my the last one uh, in my pack is Ray Sanchez, who I I want to make the case. Uh, Ray Sanchez was. Probably the best defensive shortstop I watched ever on a regular basis. He was Interesting. so good when he played for the Royals, and he did it completely different. I mean, obviously, Ozzy and 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 uh, you know some more recent guys were were better, more flamboyant, whatever. Ray Sanchez was just the smoothest. He never made like rarely made diving plays. He just every ball he he just he got to it he's always perfect throw to first base just a fantastic fielder ray sanchez so there played you go. 15 played 15 years in the league and had a career 642 ops so you know it wasn't yeah, he, he was in the hit. league not for his hitting yeah but, but take a look at how many how many uh how many defensive winch uh war he had what his defensive war was because in was, 52 uh, really... 5246 plate appearances how many home runs do you think ray sanchez hit 13 15 pretty good <laughs> oh i'm so close i'm just guessing 13 on every single one um but a 20.8 uh d defensive war 20.8 the guy was really good defensively all uh, right it is time for right. you to open a pack this is so exciting first uh i can't believe he was playing in for me and uh still in 1992 bruce hurst wow bruce hurst Bruce Hurst was maybe the best pitcher on the 86 Red Sox postseason run. He was he had a better postseason than Clemens. Clemens did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clemens pitched well, but but Bruce Hurst was like he I think he he pitched like games 1, 4 and 7, I think of the ALCS and Did you uh, did you love did you love loved Bruce, him. Bruce Hurst? Loved him. Yeah. Bruce Hurst, here's a little Bruce Hurst trivia. He uh if I remember correctly, I believe this was in Sports Illustrated when I was a kid. He didn't. He never cursed. 
he was uh he had a, he was like a clean guy. Really? I, he was from, yeah, he was from I believe he, he may have been Mormon. He was from Utah and he never cursed and at one point he was walking off the mound after getting knocked out of a game and a fan, a Boston fan was screaming at him and Bruce Hurst's reply was, "Oh, go wash your car." That's how he <laughs> that's how he fought back. I don't I have no idea why I remember that. Never cursed Hurst. That is such a cool thing. <laughs> uh, Dave Fleming of the Mariners tops all-star rookie. Look at that. Oh, yes. Big lefty. Dave Fleming. Big, big lefty. lefty. Big 6'3", 200-pound lefty. Any tidbits on, on Dave Fleming there on the back of his card? Uh, it's just pitch to shutout versus Red Sox, pitch to shutout at Minnesota, pitch to shutout versus Indians, pitch to shutout at White Sox, and the dates. Wow, how That's many shutouts lazy. did he have? That's he had four, lazy. He had four shutouts in 92 as a rookie. That's pretty That's good. That's really good. That's really good. Oh, Ron Karkovice. Oh, now, big now, now we're talking. Ron now, Karkovice. Now we are talking. Do you know why Ron Karkovice, uh, oh, it's on the back of his card. To me, Ron Karkovice's claim to fame was he caught Joe Cowley's no-hitter where he walked seven guys. Ron Karkovice was the catcher. And yes, and here indeed, it is on the back of his card. Was on receiving end of Joe Cowley's 7-1 to no-hitter at California 9-19-86. Ron Karkovice replaced uh, Pudge uh, with the White yeah. Sox. That's right. Yeah. I, I recall there being a tremendous amount of pressure on him. Um, a guy I don't remember, Julio Valera. On the Angels. Any memories of Julio Valera, Julio pitcher Valera. for the Angels? Delightful name. Yeah. Very, very good name. No memories of Julio okay. Valera. Uh, Melito Perez. Oh, I have memories of Melito. The Yankees yeah. at that point. Pirates. Uh, Melito Perez pitched for the Pirates, I believe. For, maybe uh, after White this. Sox, he, maybe? White yeah, Sox, maybe. White Sox before Yankees, yeah. I thought he pitched later for... Uh, but, I mean, look, there have been a lot of Melitos, obviously. Um <laughs> Oh, this is okay. No, I'm wrong. He never pitched for the for the Pirates. He did pitch for the White Sox. So, okay, here's a card <laughs> that says that, that says Tops Black Gold winner. Look Whoa! Okay, Whoa! So let me figure out what the hell this means. It says you've just won Tops Black Gold cards number twelve to twenty two Group B. These cards are part of the forty four card nineteen ninety three Tops Black Gold Baseball Special Set. Group B consists of the following players, Greg Maddox, Fred McGriff, Joe Oliver, Terry Pendleton, Bip Roberts, Ryan Sandberg, <laughs> Gary Sheffield, Lee Smith, Ozzie Smith, Andy Van Slyke, and Larry Walker. To receive your Group B limited edition Tops Black Gold Baseball cards, print your name, age, address, zip code, and phone number on this form and mail together with a check or money order for $1.50 to cover <laughs> postage and handling to Tops Black Gold Parts, P.O. Box 4883, Monticello, Minnesota, Five wow. five five six five, redemptions up to nine. You've just won cards in the same batch. Must be accompanied by a postage and handling of dollar fifty for each. You've just won card. Okay, this is the greatest. Obviously, what I have to do is fill this out and send it in. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> see, you absolutely have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and see if anyone replies to me thirty years later. It's a message in a bottle that I'm going to throw out into the ocean and see if anyone writes me back. That is fantastic. Yeah, I got to tell you, some of these black gold cards seem to have some significant value. I mean, I don't know. I It's it's pretty, I mean, I, I would kill for a Topps black gold card Bip Roberts. I'll tell you that much. They're telling you that one, now which winner is it? Is it winner A, B, C, D? It's B, yeah. This is a, group B. 
a PSA 10 winner ABCD redemption card uh, will go for $530. Get out of here. <laughs> Wait, this. So if this card is PSA 10, 10, it's worth 500. Oh, I don't know if it's worth it, but that's what this this one group is selling it for. Oh, oh my God. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I still think you have to redeem it, though. I, I got to redeem. I got to fill out my name and address and send a dollar fifty for postage. Yeah. By the way, how did they intend you to send that dollar fifty? Like you're a kid, you have a checkbook. Like what? What are they hoping that you're I'm, going to I'm do? I'm guessing most people sent cash. They probably cash, sent right? cash. Yeah, six quarters or something. In, yeah, in, 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 or two dollars, and then they hoped that they would get two quarters back when they got their tops big black gold cards or whatever. Uh, Rod Nichols, pitcher for the Indians. Any memory yes, of Rod Nichols? I, well, just because he pitched for Cleveland, that's my only memory. Oh, right. That, okay. that he pitched for Cleveland. Wally Whitehurst? I don't remember Wally Whitehurst. I, that name does ring a bell, but I don't know why. Angels, maybe? Mets. Currently. Mets, Wally Whitehurst. All right. Uh, I guess if if it even rings a bell, it it, it does not go into that we don't remember this guy. But like it's got to yeah. be a guy. It's got to be a guy that literally neither of us. Literally, the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Wally Weiser. But again, I, I could be confusing him with any number of other Wallies. Right. Good point. <laughs> uh, does this name ring a bell? Ozzy Smith. Shortstop. Ozzy, I think. O z z i e. Shortstop for the for the Cardinals. <laughs> that does not does not doesn't ring, ring a bell. bell with me. Yeah, uh, his know. his his card. Is very cool. He's signing autographs in his card. Oh. Look at that. He's oh, signing that's a autographs. Great card. Yes. That's a good card. I'm gonna put that one. I'm gonna have a separate pile for cards that are actually good. <laughs> like Hall of Famers? Like Hall should we? Yeah, should we like yeah. Separate? Yeah, we'll do Hall of Famers and, and stars, I guess. Do I have uh, any Hall of Famers? I don't think oh, so. Oh, Lee Smith. I have Lee Smith. Oh, Lee Arthur Smith. Uh Shane Mack sideways card sliding into second, looks like. Or sliding into th- maybe sliding back into first. Looks like he's sliding back into first. Nice. Shane Shane Mack was good, man. Shane Mack, Shane Mack was good really years. good. I thought Shane Mack was going to be like a big, big, big star. Yeah. He wasn't was hurt Shane a lot, Mack, if I remember correctly. Wasn't Shane Mack a first-round pick? Is that right? Shane Mack. Would, you wouldn't know, but I think Shane Mack was like a pretty high Yeah, pick. no, it says drafted Padres number one, June 1984. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if that means first overall or just I their first-round pick. I like first, first but... overall. I know that he was, uh, wasn't he on, he was on like, who do you, I don't remember who he played for in in uh, in college. Oh, he was UCLA. He was a UCLA uh, yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, he 11th, was born he born in Los Angeles, so that makes sense. Yeah, eleventh overall pick in in, okay. in that year. So he, he was, was very very good. Mike Stanley, uh, Yankee and the rare Yankee and Red Sox. Mike Stanley. Yes. You you can't like Mike Stanley, can you? Uh, uh no I don't mind Mike Stanley I yeah, yeah, I don't I don't begrudge him his Yankeedom which which Stanley do you like less Mike Stanley or Bob Stanley that's Red a good Sox. question <laughs> well Bob Stanley famously threw the pitch that Gedman let get behind him in the eighty six series game that's six. right do by um, the way I I have you know I I don't know if I mentioned this to you I'm writing a book um and it is a um, uh look back at the greatest moments most magical moments in baseball history. Uh, super fun coming out of September. And uh, obviously I've gone back and looked at all of these moments and I went back and looked very closely at the whole Buckner uh, situation. Um, that was called a wild pitch, but that ball should have been caught by Gavin. Yep. 
I think. Well, again, I mean, it was moving. Met... It was definitely moving. And, and well, he, he threw a he threw a crazy palm ball thing right. that was he like ca- a changeup, and he crossed him up. And and the, I remember again another Sports Illustrated reference. I don't know why Sports Illustrated has come up so much. I guess we're talking about baseball in the '90s, so it's bound to sure. come up. <laughs> but there, uh, Rich. Uh, uh, Bob Stanley's wife, I think, uh, like in an article, Blake was like, I love, she had a quote that was like, I love Getty. I really do. But he blew it. And she like threw Rich, or she threw Gedman under the bus. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that. I just thought Gedman could have caught the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought there was a chance, but definitely he was, he was perched outside. The ball came flying inside. Uh, I don't think he was expecting the palm ball at all. Yeah. It was moving. That pitch was really, really moving. He was a good. He was a good pitcher. Like he had. Yeah. A, he was a good reliever that year. They were. And then he got Mookie to ground out. I mean, what else can you do? Um, one of the great '90s baseball names, Kent yes. Herbeck. Kent oh, Herbeck. big old. I'll, 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 what do you think Kent Herbeck weighs when you're at the in 1993? You're looking at this. That card. This says he's six four two forty five. I would say that's about right. Okay, he was a he was a beast. He was a remember big he wanted dude. to be a professional wrestler. Like that really? was a big thing for Ken Herbeck because he wanted to be a professional wrestler at some point. Um, his biographical information has two tidbits. Ready? Okay. All right. Enjoyed seventeen game hitting streak in nineteen ninety one. I bet he did enjoy that. And the second tidbit is enjoyed 23 game hitting streak in 1982 <laughs> why which one do you think he enjoyed more uh, probably the 23 game right <laughs> but yet the 17 game one is listed first enjoyed a hitting streak is so great god that is such great writing again if you are the person or people who is in charge of the biographical information for 1993 top baseball cards please please find us reach out please reach out mike benjamin for the giants we remember oh, Mike Benjamin, sure. shortstop for the Giants. Absolutely. Um, also a California guy, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, John Jaha, what a great name. Oh, what a great beast. 90s big name, John Jaha. I don't even know how big John Jaha was, but I always imagined him being enormous. This only says he's 6'1", 195, but I think that but might his name be... Is Jaha. I mean, like, they, like everything, everything says huge man. Yeah, that sounds like a mythological creature, a Jaha. It's like a he's the oh, bottom like the, the t- top is a human and the bottom half is like a is like a, a stallion or something. I recall when Jaha's roamed the earth. <laughs> the mighty Jaha roams the plains. Uh and Dave Stewart, I got another Dave Stewart. It's oh, our first our first double, Smoke Stewart. Okay. All right. Uh, that's very it. good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right. Again, we only have about four or five hours left of this, so <laughs> you're doing good. How about everybody. this one? How about we try something new on this one? How about this one? We each open a pack together. We, we open them up each one at a time. Great. All right, here we go. All right, so All right, I'll start, and then uh, and then you can go. All right. I got a good one. I Well, I don't know if it's a good one, but again, would be an excellent essay if somebody wanted it. Rick Sutcliffe. Oh, great essay. Fine, fine, fine career. And good guy. I know Rick pretty well. Um, Rick Sutcliffe, I, I did not realize. So he pitched for the Orioles in 92, which I have – do not have any memory of at all, but he actually pitched. Well, he didn't pitch well, but he pitched a lot. He led the league <laughs> in starts and in runs and earned runs allowed that year. Uh, so that's uh, the thing it, about the, the thing you remember about Rick Sutcliffe is the trade in '84 yes. oh, and then going everything. and then going 16 and one. 16 like and one. That, Everybody, yeah. That I remember. And the other thing I remember is the home run. He hit in game one of that NLCS. It's like one of the longest home runs any human being has ever had. He hit it at Wrigley. That was when the Cubs won like 10-0. And uh, and he hit this monster, monster, monster home run. Excellent. So Excellent. in 84 with the with the Cleveland franchise, now yes. known as the Guardians, That's right. he, had, he had 58 strikeouts and 46 walks in in 94 innings a terrible ratio a like you're getting drummed out of baseball ratio right yes then he goes to chicago he has 155 strikeouts and 39 walks oh yeah for chicago. Oh, yeah Was i mean just... that's insane oh yeah Rick, his 84 Rick... his 84 he made he made 15 starts for cleveland in 84 with a 5.15 era and then went to the Cubs and went 16-1 with a 2.690 RA and won the Cy Young, right? Didn't he yeah. win the Cy yes, Young? Yes, he won. Yeah. I believe he did win the Cy yeah. Young. Yes, he did. He won the Cy Young. Um, so. Rick Sutcliffe in 83 walked 102 guys. And in 1987, he walked 106 guys. Like, this doesn't happen anymore. Nobody no, walks that many guys. No. I And he led the league in neither year, I assume, because Nolan Ryan was still pitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, but not in that league. Well, I guess maybe in the National League. Well, in the National in, League, yeah. In the 80s, I guess, maybe. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's 98 walks in 82. I mean, 96 walks in 86. Good I had Lord. no idea he was that wait, wild. He had a – wait – Oh no! Sorry, I was looking at his uh, earned runs. He gave up 118 earned runs in '92, the year that this card yeah, represents. That's that's not correct. good. Gravy. <laughs> uh, Mitch Williams. Now we have uh, two thirds of the Nasty Boys. We just need a Randy Myers, and then we'll have all the Nasty Boys. Excellent. Mitch oh wait, Williams. no, we had a Randy Myers. We need a Rob Dibble. Is what we need. No wait, no, no, no. Wait, you're saying Mitch Williams? Mitch Williams was not one of the Nasty Boys. Mitch oh Williams no, was, you're right. I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. That's wild thing. This is that's wild, wild thing. thing. This is wild yes. thing. Yes, I was confusing my. Early '90s meme generating uh, <laughs> well, left-handed relief we, pitchers. <laughs> if we if we can get a Joe Carter, 
Uh, I yeah. would I would tell people that you can make that a match set. How about that? You could a hundred percent. If you uh, totally if, if you want to pick two cards that are that are representative but they have to of be an related. important moment, they have to be related. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then I will not send you an essay about that moment because you're going to have to wait to get the book in order to to get that actual moment. But I'll still write an essay about those two guys. Whatever you need. Sure. I mean, I mean, whatever you need. All right. I've got. I'm going to nominate. Okay. This is a new thing. I'm going to nominate this for best card of 1993. All right. Okay. You have already nominated the Ozzy Smith card, which I think is fantastic. I'm going to nominate this Kevin Mitchell card from 1993. Oh, because, look <laughs> at that. Because it appears what Kevin Mitchell is doing, he's holding a bat right. in his right hand. Mm -hmm. And in his left hand, he's like reaching up and catching a ball, which I assume represents him doing that. That's what he did. His famous barehanded catch. Barehanded catch for the Giants. Although he caught that with his right hand because right. his ball was on his glove was on his left hand and he had reached back. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what he's doing here. Well I guess but, the question would be is he was this was him was this a, a, a clever wink to that moment or was he on deck and a ball got chopped into the on-deck circle or something and he reached back and grabbed it? And then they were like, oh, that's a perfect photo for your well, card because it's recalling that moment. Well, if if indeed this was a moment, like an actual moment where he reached up and caught it, kudos to that photographer because yeah. this is a fantastic card of, of him reaching up and catching that ball. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't need to tell you this, but uh, in on May 25th, 1990, he walloped three round trippers in a game for the Giants. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The people who wrote the text for the biographical tidbits on the back of baseball cards had a language. They it was it, they didn't write in English. They wrote in their no. own language. And they and the way they wrote things was like he enjoyed a 23 game hitting streak and he or walloped he three walloped three round trippers. round trippers. I mean, god bless, that is so wonderful. Here's another I can't believe he was still playing card. Willie Wilson. Still Ooh, playing. Wow. Playing for the A's in 1992. I mean, that's pretty I intense. I have no memory of him with the A's. I wow. don't either. Yeah. Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson, there's an argument to be made, was the fastest player in baseball history. That, not, really? Not counting uh, Cool Papa Bell, who is like his own category. But uh, in, in the white major leagues, uh, the fastest guy. You can make a very strong argument that Willie Wilson was the fastest guy in baseball history. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right, All right. here we got Hall of Famer. I heard my second Hall of Famer, Dave Winfield. Uh, hey. For the Blue Jays. There we go. Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield, uh, as you will read in uh, an upcoming book, uh, was a fantastic college pitcher. Fantastic yeah. pitcher. Was actually the most outstanding player of uh, the College World Series as a pitcher. He could have been, or he could have at least tried the whole Shohei Otani thing. The, the He's Shohei Otani move, yeah. Rare guys who could have actually tried that. Could have also played professional basketball without question. Or football was drafted, football. although he never ever played football. He, he, like, like the Vikings drafted him. He's like, I'm not playing football. Crazy, you know? But <laughs> no, he, I'll take but the he, I'll take the guaranteed money and the no injuries. <laughs> thank you. But he looked like a like a monster yeah. tight end, yeah. right? Like he he would have been Kellen Winslow or at least. Yeah. Jose Vizcaino, what a great 90s baseball Oh, player. it's a great name and a great – oh, I love it. All right, here's a good one for you. Kevin Seitzer. 
Royals. What Kevin a great Ryan. royal he was. He's he's one of the most royal of all royals. Oh yeah, he's still say. in town. Like he and Mike McFarland opened up like a like a, a baseball a rib place, <laughs> like a place <laughs> to teach kids how to play baseball. Here's the oh, thing about okay. Kevin Seitzer. Yeah, here's the thing about Kevin Seitzer. In 1987, as a rookie, he hit 323 with uh, 207 hits. He led the league in 207 yeah. with 207 hits, but did not win Rookie of the Year. And uh, the reason he did not, who do you think it was in 1987? Uh, it wasn't Bo Jackson, was it? Nope. I'll tell you this. He hit 47 or 49 home runs. Oh, Magu- uh, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. Yeah. yeah. Mark McGuire wow. took it away from. I think Wally Joyner might have had a great rookie year that year, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, his rookie year was 86, I think. Or was it 86? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. his card, his his rookie year card was 87. Everybody wanted the 87 tops Wally Joyner card, if I remember correctly. Man, how about leading the league in, in hits with 207 hits as a rookie? And, Man. like, not even getting a first-place vote. Like, nobody's yeah. like... <laughs> not nobody's even, like nobody's <laughs> total afterthought. Uh, sideways card, Eric Karos, tops all-star rookie. Oh, big Dodger. By the way, that is a, that is my favorite kind of sideways card where you look at it and you go, no reason for this card to be sideways at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, take one guess where Eric Karos was born. Wow. Uh, I always had him as a California guy. I don't know. Where was Hackensack, New Jersey, baby. Oh, sure he was. <laughs> sure he was. All right. Any memories of Butch Henry? Oh, yeah. He played for the Red Sox. Butch Henry played for the Red Sox later. Okay, mm-hmm. I believe Here he was on. Me. He was on the Astros this year. Left-handed okay. reliever, I guess. Butch Henry, am I wrong that he played for the Red Sox? Uh, no, I'm right. Eight ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Yeah, I played for the Red Sox. Very nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, wait, this is great. I have a couple great cards coming up here. First of all, not a Hall of Famer yet. Oh no, he is Hall of Famer. Ryan Sandberg. Oh yeah, Ryan, sure. Ryan Sandberg, Ryan Sandberg Rhino. Uh, yeah. at, at New York, August 1st, 1992, Ryan tied a Cubs record with his eighth straight hit. Had eight hits in a row for the wow. Cubs back in, in August of 92. Pretty good. He led the league in a bunch of stuff, man. He, he led did. the league in he runs three times. Player. He led the league in triples. He led the league in homers as a second baseman. That's in 1990. Look at that. He was terrific. He was a terrific, yeah. terrific player. Rhino. Okay. All right, what, what do you got? I got my gold foil card. Luis Alisea. Oh, <laughs> Luis Alisea for the A's, I would imagine, right? No, this is the Luis Alisea with the Cardinals. This is your oh. Cardinal Luis Alisea. Wait, Lu- am I crazy? He never played for the A's? Uh, Who am I thinking of? Am I thinking of Luis Polonia? Maybe I'm thinking of Luis Polonia. <laughs> By the way, same guy. No question. <laughs> just change his name for like, you know. <laughs> Luis Alisea might have played for the A's too, though. No, I'm looking it up. He played for the the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Cardinals again, the Angels, the Rangers, and then the Royals. Royals at the end. I remember him at the end with the Royals. Uh, he was not that good uh, at that point in his career. But early on in his career was was a was a very very solid uh, infielder who could play like multiple positions. Good player, Luis Alcea, and it's a okay. gold foil. Pretty good. Uh, quick update: Luis Polonia also did not play for the A's. Oh no, he did. In a fr- okay, I'm I'm not crazy. But Luis Alisea five nine one sixty five. Luis Polonia five eight one fifty five. So you can they're understand. St- <laughs> you can understand. They're the same guy. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> Polonia was an outfielder though. Polonia because uh, he played in the outfield for the Yankees, I believe. Yeah, okay. he was an outfielder, so, and and uh, Alisea was an infielder. So he was. That's, that's true. My bad. 
Um, I got my f- gold foil card. It's sweet music, Frank Viola. Oh, beautiful. Frankie V. He's on the that's Red a, Sox at this point. That's a beautiful card. Frank that's Viola a was a great player for the uh, for the uh, Twins. Yeah. Um, sweet music, Frank Sion, Viola. Did he? Uh, I don't he know. I think Saberhagen took one from him, I think. Um, sweet music, Frank Viola, in this card. If you're interested in taking this card it, when, when you win the uh, lottery that we're going to set up. Is sure. grimacing in the least attractive way I can possibly imagine. It's a dead on. It's like you're looking right down the barrel at him. That's he's right. in the middle of. He's about to deliver a pitch, and his face is contorted in what looks to be agony. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I love it. I I would think. By the way, definite possibility for you to uh, huge 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 possibility there to to yeah, yeah. To, to, to take that one. All right, uh, I got a Wally Whitehurst, so that doesn't even do anything. Uh, we've, we've, already, we've been over Wally Whitehurst. Wait, I just got Jeff Grotewald. Is, isn't that the guy that you got that we didn't know who that was? Is that, no? That was that? no, I think this is a new guy we don't a know. A new guy, uh, Jeff Grotewald, G-R-O-T-E-W-L-D, a catcher first baseman for the Phillies. I give have me, no give memory me, of this Give me guy. a fact. Give me a back of the card fact. About <laughs> he Jeff was signed Grotewald. as a free agent on December 17th, 1986 by Jay Robertson, as if we... <laughs> if we all know who Jay Robertson is. That, this, Jay Robertson might be the guy who wrote the back of these cards. Maybe he is. He's just trying to get his name out there. He graduated from Rim of the World. Oh, Rim of the World High School in Lake Arrowhead. I know exactly where that is. That's when you go up to like Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead. Sure. Uh, that Rim of the World High School and the University of San Diego. That's that's his his biographical. He's from San Bernardino, which is where, uh, where Rim of the World High School is. So that makes sense. Very nice. Jeff Grotewald. No, Jeff Grotewald. Definitely put him in the I don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's he's right. in that category. No, for sure. All right. I, I got Ozzy Smith. So oh, great. Uh, so which is which is a great card. But now I, I appear to be uh, running into the doubles. I'm the one that's going to be getting all the doubles. Yeah. Well, I got I don't know. We're heading. We've opened uh, six packs now. We're, I mean, the chances <laughs> are you're going to get a couple doubles once in a while. I got Mike Gardner, the pitcher for the Red Sox. I remember him. Um, nothing much to say about him, but I'm can I, can I tell you something, please? Every single one of the rest of my cards in this pack is a double. Really? Literally every single one. Listen to this. Shane Mack. You got a Shane Mack, right? Mike Stanley. You got a Mike Stanley. Mm -hmm. Kent Herbeck. You got a Kent Herbeck. Yep. Mike Benjamin. You got a Mike Benjamin. Did I? I don't remember. Oh yeah. No, I I recall Mike Benjamin. John Jaha. You got a John right. Jaha. Mm-hmm. Dave Stewart. I I got a Dave Stewart. And uh, Jose Lean. Jose Lean might be new. Is Jose Lean new? I think so. I think okay, that's our so, first Jose Lean. <laughs> so, so there we go. So I think that other than that, I just got a, like seven doubles in a row. That's horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> there must be some like, you know, they package these in, with some kind of... Um, they just took chunks of them as they were printed and like shuffled them into packs. Shuffled and, them in there. Yeah, well, I think they assumed that no, you weren't going to be dumb enough to buy like twenty packs of cars out of the same box, right? So, <laughs> I think uh, what they knew, what they didn't know then, was that thirty years later, somebody would be opening these boxes on uh, on a podcast. Like I that's don't right. They, they sure they sure didn't know that because podcasts did not exist. Uh, <laughs> Cesar Hernandez. I got Cesar Hernandez for the Reds. I remember him. Oh, Lenny Harris. Oh, wasn't he, Lenny wasn't Harris. Lenny, wasn't Lenny Harris's thing that he was a great pinch hitter? Great pinch wasn't hitter, that, Lenny Harris. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Uh, Kevin Reimer for the Rangers. I feel like I remember Kevin Reimer. I, I have a I have Kevin Reimer uh, recollections. Well, he had twenty homers in ninety one. Good work, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> Luis Rivera. There, it's a double because it's a sideways Luis Rivera. Yes. Rod Nichols for the Indians. Do you remember yeah, Rod I, Nichols? I I believe I I do remember Rod Nichols. Yes. All right. Uh, Wally Whitehurst. That's a double. We have him. Oh, that's and a I just triple. Got a, that's a triple and another Ozzie Smith. That's a triple too. That's a triple. Wow. All right. So here's what I suggest we do now. I suggest we open another pack, but we don't talk about everybody. We just go through and pick a couple guys to talk about. Okay. This is it. That's. I think that's a good plan. All right. And so then I'm going to open a pack of 1980 cards, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. So we are we are going through uh, our cards. Um, all right. I definitely – I'll go first because I definitely feel like I need to mention – this gold, I got my gold card. It is Kirby Puckett with a gigantic bat. Oh, that's a great card. I've seen that, that is, card before. That is yeah. a fantastic, fantastic card. Hall of Famer, Kirby Puckett with a gigantic bat. And it can be yours uh, if you uh, if you want. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so um, good. All right. I have... Oh, go ahead. Do you, you want to do a couple? No, other no. Guys I, I'm, I'm still waiting. I th- this pack, um, this pack has six guys who are the most '90s guys you could possibly imagine. Are you ready? Okay, I am Rob, ready. Rob Deere for the Tigers. Rob Deere. Jim Jim Layritz for the oh, Yankees. Yes. Sideways Robbie Alomar. There we wow. Go. Okay. Uh, uh, gold Devon White. That's a great 90s name. Very nice. Doug Drabeck. Okay. Cy Young winner, right? He won the Cy Young that one year, didn't he? I uh, think, maybe. Doug Drabeck? Yeah, he did won he the Cy Young. He sure yeah. did. Yeah. And finally, if you got Rob Deere, you know what's coming next. You're getting Danny Tartable. <laughs> <laughs> I, they should have been on the same card. All right, I'm going to just tell you this. After getting that horrible, horrible deck card before, this is the best pack of baseball cards i've ever gotten in my entire really really yeah uh so i've already mentioned the kirby pucket with the giant bat uh there is a sideways cal ripkin uh here as he is uh is uh uh fielding uh i've seen that card too that's a good card yeah it's a beautiful card absolutely beautiful i got pudge rodriguez great Great. so they're hall of famer number uh three or four i got a sideways burt blylevin card Oh, Bert, be home by 11. Be home by by, by 11. And and this is already, yeah, this had to be his last year. I mean, he definitely not only is a Hall of Famer, but is in the I can't believe he was still playing. uh, Yes, without question. That's got to be his last card. And then I just got to show it. Yeah, I got the Derek Jeter rookie. Oh, the Jeter rookie. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. All right, now listen. So, you gotta you gotta take good care of that. It has to be in gem mint condition so that we can sell it for maximum money for the charity. So keep okay. it safe. I I have purchased. Uh, where are they? I have purchased some of these plastic single card top loading. Oh, I, I used sheet to protected. have those. I need to get yeah. one. You got you got to you can get it for you can get a pack of twenty five for like eight bucks on Amazon. Right. So you get so put that somewhere safe. Get one of these top loaders. Slip it in there. And then we will be auctioning that off somehow or another. Maybe we can either try to sell it or we could just say like highest bid wins the Jeter card. Okay. And now this brings up the last thing I mentioned earlier. There's one last thing I'm going to offer. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
So I'm currently working for a show called Primo. It was created by Shea Serrano, who's a buddy of mine, great basketball writer, used to write for The Ringer. Uh, he wrote a bas- uh, basketball and other things, uh, which is a best-selling book that Obama said was one of his favorite books. He's written hip-hop and other things. Great writer. Pop culture, incredible. Yeah. So he created a show called Primo that is semi-autobiographical. Uh, it's about his family growing up in San Antonio. We finished the first season. We're working on the second season now. The first season will air probably in April or May on Amazon Freebie. Ugh. And um, so for for Christmas this year, the writing staff of the show said, hey, Mike, we all got together and we got you a gift. And I was like, oh, that's so nice, guys. You didn't have to do that for me. Like, no, we wanted to get you something. So the package comes in the mail and I open it. It's a goddamn Derek Jeter <laughs> autographed baseball. These so-called friends of mine bought me a Derek Jeter autographed baseball. Wow. Which I now have. It's right it's right there. You can see it on my shelf. It's right I see it me. right there behind yeah. you. Yep. So we will have a, a separate auction <laughs> for for whoever makes the highest bid. You will get the Derek Jeter rookie card that Joe just pulled out of the pack. Yes. I will throw in this Derek Jeter autographed baseball because I <laughs> don't want it. You've to get it out of your house. Absolutely. I hate it. And you might remember over the pandemic, I did a fundraiser for the LA Regional Food Bank. That's right. That was about ritually humiliating myself. That's right. And I wore a Derek Jeter jersey. I ate a hot fruit pie and I read aloud statements that had been written for me like Tom Brady sucks and whatever, you know, right. that sort of thing. And I needed a Derek Jeter jersey. You were like, I think I can get you a Derek Jeter jersey because everything had to stop. The supply chain had broken down, blah, blah, blah. So you bought me very kindly a Derek Jeter jersey. That's right. But I had also gone out and ordered a Derek Jeter jersey, which then showed up. So I now own two Derek Jeter jerseys, like authentic, like a hundred something dollar Derek Jeter jerseys. So we are going to put a package together. That will be the Derek G- legitimate, since uh, actual, authentic Derek Jeter autographed baseball. That's right. The Derek Jeter rookie card and <laughs> a Derek Jeter jersey, which has never been opened because it's the one that you bought for me. We're going to yes. put all of these things into one amazing auction package. And yes. whoever is the highest, whoever donates the most money, who wants this, by the way, if you don't want it, you don't have to take it. But whoever, <laughs> whoever donates the most money will get a Derek Jeter package, package. of stuff. That will blow your mind. Wow. Yeah. Yes. All right. This is it. We got the Derek Jeter rookie and the package. By the way, Derek declined a scholarship offer from the University of Michigan to sign yeah. with the Yankees. He's this the is holder a, of this, part of why I hate him so much. I'm I was born in Ann Arbor. I'm a Michigan guy. Yes. I, I don't want Derek. I don't want Derek Jeter representing <laughs> the state of Michigan. <laughs> Listen to this though. I love this very much. The the holder of all but one offensive record at Central Kalamazoo High School. What do you think What's it is? What's the one he doesn't own? It's like, is it something weird? Is it triples or something? Like, yeah, what could he tri- not? I don't know. It doesn't say. It does not say what it is. It's It gives you the tease that it's all but one, but then it doesn't tell you what the one is that he did not right. get. If you are either the guy who wrote the biographical tidbits for the backs of cards in 1993 or the guy who holds the record for Kalamazoo High School <laughs> that Derek, that Derek Jeter, Jeter not did own. not break, please reach out to us. <laughs> but that's this is huge. This is a huge moment. You just pulled the Jeter rookie card. This is a big this is why it. we're this doing is, this in this part. Is, this is great. This is why we're doing it. It's great. By the way, what 
uh, where do you think Derek Jeter finished in his class at Central High School? He's probably first. 21, which is a, a, pretty a good. fine achievement. But why is that on the back of his baseball card? Like, why? Well, well maybe there were 4,000 people in the high school or something. You know what I mean? Like, it might be incredible. I mean, he seems like it a very smart guy. No, he's a smart guy. I just don't think that sounds particularly great. Uh, all the rest of my cards, although Darren Dalton, <clears throat> I would think, is a very 93-sounding uh, guy. No? Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> Darren Dalton? I got oh, a bunch of... Oh, here's one. Oh, Here's one from, from, that sounds like 1993, Spike Owen. Oh, Spike Owen. Spike, here's Spike Owen. Here's Spike Owen trivia for you. The Red Sox in 86 won a game, I think, 24 to 5. And Spike Owen, who was not a good hitter, led off, I think, for the team that day. And he scored six runs in the game, which at the time tied a major league record, which he might still hold. He was, It was the people who had scored six runs in a game that I, I remember. This is off the top of my head. If I'm wrong, I apologize. It was Spike Owen and Babe Ruth. Those are the two right. guys. I think that's right. <laughs> by the way, I only want to mention one other person in my pack, and that is Carlos Baerga. And I only want oh, to mention him because Carlos Baerga, first of all, he's a great player. Second of all, he has apparently become the best baseball reporter in the country. Like he's, Is that right? He's, he seems to be the one that breaks every signing. He broke the, the Red Sox signing. Right, of Denver, right, right. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> yes, Carlos Baerga is basically the new John Heyman is basically what we're saying. This pack that I just opened has some incredible 90s baseball names. Are okay. you ready? I am ready. I'm just going to rip through them. Otis Nixon. Great 90s name. Randy Velarde. <laughs> Mickey Morandini. Scott Service. Remember him, the catcher for the Astros? Yeah, but there were two Scott Services. It Was that the one spelled A-I-S or I-S? A-I-S. No, yes. A-I-S. Uh, I have a gold foil Bernardo Brito. I have no idea who that is. Do you know who that <laughs> oh, is? Oh, I remember Bernardo Brito. I love well, Bernardo I... Brito. And finally, we had Rob Deere. We had Danny Tartable. It was only a matter of time until we got Corey Snyder. Yes, finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. We get Corey Snyder. <laughs> All I right. also got a I'm... bunch of doubles, by the way. I got another Steve Bouchelle. I got another... Uh, I got a Bob Ojeda. I got a Damon Berryhill. I'm getting a bunch of doubles, too. I got Cal Ripken again. <clears throat> I got Tony Gwynn. Here, let me give you a call. Oh, I got Roger Clemens. There you go. You, Great. You love, you love the Rocket. Roger Clemens. The Rocket. Um, uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, my gold foil is Lee Gutterman. Sure. Isn't Do it Guterman? I think it's Guterman. It is Guterman, yes. Lee yeah. Guterman. <laughs> um, he was on the Mets at the time. That's a good 90s name. Wally That's Joyner, I think you mentioned, great, great 80s, mm -hmm. 90s name. Is Andy Stankiewicz a great 80s, 90s name or not? Andy Stankiewicz sounds like a comedy writer, <laughs> like more than a baseball player. <laughs> and then uh, another Ed Nunez. How about Gary DeSarcina? Oh, that's a great 90s name. <laughs> it's a great 90s name. Uh, another great 90s name, Brooke Jacoby. Oh, Brooke Jacoby. <laughs> Brooke Third Jacoby, baseman for the Indians. What was the year? Yes, 1987, Brooke Jacoby hit 300 with 32 home runs and 69 RBIs. Wow. That's hard to do. That is That's hard to so do. so hard to do. That's 25 solo homers. <laughs> and then a delightful Scott Livingstone card with the Topps Rookie Trophy. There you go. Topps Rookie. Uh, 
Love uh, it. Always, always a great predictor of long-term <laughs> success. I got right. of this sideways Bobby Bonilla. That's cool. Oh, that's a good one. Jesse Orosco, great 90s. Jesse uh, really more 80s. fantastic. More 80s. Brett, Brett Butler uh, for the Dodgers. That's Again, a good one. Again, more 80s, but also delightful. Gold foil Dwayne Ward. Remember Dwayne oh, Ward, the pitcher? Oh, Dwayne Ward is great. Uh, another great 90s name, Derek Lilliquist. That's a really good name. Love my love Derek. And then Lily. Two, two, great, two great Reds, Norm Charlton. Now we're talking Nasty Boys. That's Nasty Boys. And Chris Sabo with his glasses on. Oh, Chris Sabo, who they loved in Cincinnati because he drove a Ford Escort. They loved that's that right. he always that's drove right. a low Ford Escort. All right. I think it is time for you to open a, bo- a, a pack of 1980 baseball cards. All I right, think here it is we time. go. So here it is. This the, is it. The, the 1980s this one you have cards. to go through every one of them. This you have to go through every one yeah. of them. I think so this the 1980s probably... cards, this, this, these are 43 years old. They were 39 cents a pack. Which is amazing. Probably the way we should wrap this up, right? Is you opening up the 1980? I think so. Yeah, we found the Jeter rookie. That's what we were looking for. That's what we were All looking right. for. I, so these are the packs that are in clear plastic, and they have a stick of gum in them, which is incredible. Awesome. So you can see the top card. Oh, I love pack. it. I love okay. it. And the bottom card. And the bottom card. So I'm going to give you the choice of which pack I open. The, okay. the top cards that I can see. Thad Bosley, that's a good love one. Love it, love Thad Bosley with the Tigers. Bob, uh, with the White Sox. Oh, with the White Sox, okay. Rick Wise, pitcher for the Indians. Sure. Bob Apodaca for the Mets, that's a good one. <laughs> right. Alan Ashby for the Astros. Yes. Uh, and then someone I've never heard of, Lynn McLaughlin, who pitched oh, for the sure. Cubs. Oh, sure, Pirates, Cubs. Uh, Cubs, yeah. Cubs, yeah. Oh, wait, there's a couple others. Ted Martinez, I don't remember him for the Dodgers. Right. Oh, Bob Boone. There's a Bob Boone. Bob Boone. That's pretty good. I uh, want you to open the Andy Ash at uh, the uh, Alan Ashby. Alan card, Ashby. Obviously. All right. I think Alan go. Ashby deck is that's the that's gonna be your that's gonna be the winner. And by the way, we should say the card from 1980 uh, is the Ricky Henderson card. That's the Ricky, Ricky Henderson, Henderson rookie. rookie. A Ricky Henderson rookie in gem mint condition is like a is like a several thousand dollar proposition. So yeah. there, it's po- it's possible. There's a couple other uh, there's a couple other cards that are valuable in this set, much more valuable. Obviously, it's it's 13 years earlier, but the Ricky Henderson rookie that would be the that That's would the be gold. the real winner. That's the gold one. All right, here we go. Here we go. There's going to be a lot of guys we don't remember in this pack. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. There are, I, and I also think, by the way, I believe there are tw- there are 25 cards in one of these packs. There's way all right. More. We won't spend as long on each one. All right. Here we go. I'm going to remove the stick of gum, which I will show you because it's so old and crusty and gross. There it is. The stick of gum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, would that be poisonous, do you think, at this point? I mean, it's just sugar, right? I think it would probably be. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. But all right. Alan Ashby. God, these cards are so gorgeous. Look at this. Oh, this is a, I love this is a baseball card, man. I love this the 1980s a... set. Love it. Pete Redfern. Pitcher for the Twins. Okay, no, no memory of Pete Redford, but he looked good in that card. Dave Collins, I sure, he played for the yeah. He was on the Dave Reds Co- at that point. Dave Collins yep. was a stolen base threat. In fact, wasn't Dave Collins one of the guys that Steinbrenner overpaid to get later? That sounds right. 
I think Dave Collins, like I think all that, of his biographical information is about how he was, uh, how many t- he. It says pinch ran twelve times for Reds, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, he was. He was at that point a very much of a pinch runner, but he stole seventy nine bases in nineteen eighty that year. Jesus, Dave led Pioneer League with eight triples at Idaho Falls in nineteen seventy two. Of course he did. Okay, this is not the Ricky Henderson rookie, but. Royals future stars, Dan Quisenberry. Oh, there's the quiz rookie card. That's a good rookie Love card it. right there. How about those two guys that are also on that card, on that thing? I Rennie Martin and Bill Pascal, guys. yeah. <laughs> there are a couple, like I think Paul Molitor shares his with someone else who's really good. Murphy is on with somebody. Is it, is it Molitor and Murphy? Maybe. I think Trammell's on with somebody. Yeah. Like, like that's 78. Uh, a rookie set like there were a lot I thought Gary Matthews Sr. oh there very good Sarge Great. Sarge. Sarge Fred Kendall for the Padres Any yeah memory? I remember him catcher sure okay. Fred Kendall Steve Murrah for the Padres don't remember yeah. him Steve don't have Murrah. any memory of Steve Paul Blair Oh, one of the great center fielders who ever played the game yeah he's pretty great I can't like I can't believe he was still playing in 1980 yeah, Paul. Well, that that sounds about right. He was he was really a, broken in sixty four. Sixty four. So eighty was right about at the end. How many gold gloves for Paul Blair? Three, six, eight gold gloves for Paul Blair. Wow, just Paul a great Blair. great center fielder. Oh, Lee Lacy. Oh, oh I loved Lee Lacy. Look at Lee Lacy for Lee the Pirates. Lee Lacy for the Pirates. Yes. Oh God, he was so good. All right, another future stars card: Ramon uh, Aviles, Dickie Knowles, and Kevin Saucier for the Phillies. Ah, Dickie, Dickie Knowles hit uh, George Brett in the head with a pitch during the World Series. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Barry Bunnell for the Braves. Look at these Absolutely. Braves. Look at these Braves hats. Look at that. That's a go good back hat. to that Braves. Go back That's, to that. What what's are you wrong doing? What's with you people? And that uniform with that weird patch on his sleeve. Dan Petrie. What a oh, great pitcher he was for a while. Terrific pitcher. Yeah. For a while there, Petrie Morris. That was like those, those, yeah. they were like a pair, you know. Ken Henderson for the Cubs. Ken Henderson was a was a fine hitter. Uh, yeah, play, he played forever, man. He he yeah. broke it in sixty five. Yeah, Ken Henderson oh. was a pretty. He played for the Mets maybe for a while. I can't remember. Uh, he played for the Giants, White Sox, Braves, Rangers, Mets for one year. He had yeah. seven. He played for seven games for the Mets. <laughs> the fact that you remember that is insane. <laughs> Ah, Jesus Alou. Oh, one of the Alou brothers. One of the Alou brothers. It's hard Arguably to the, it, the least 19... famous of the Alou brothers, probably. Yeah, not as good as either of the other Alous, I don't think. But still good. Very good player. Yeah. Had a lot of hits. Well, here's a here's an, uh, 1980 Oakland A, but it's not Ricky Anderson. It's Dave Chalk. <laughs> just as good. Absolutely just as good. Probably just as valuable, yeah. Yes, I would say. Tony Scott for the Cardinals. I remember Tony Scott. I remember Tony for, Scott vaguely. Yeah, he was a. Uh, I, I want to say he was an outfielder. Padre, maybe. Uh, let's see, Cardinals, Expos. And he might have played later for the Padres. Preston Hanna. I don't remember him for the Braves. Braves. I remember he, Preston Hanna for the Braves. Yeah. 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 He looks. He looks very uh, sincere on his on his. Card. He does. He looks very intense. Intense. Uh, Larry Hizzle for the Heisel. Larry Heisel for the Brewers. Heisel. Larry yeah. Heisel was a good hitter. Larry Heisel. Uh, I feel like you remember you remember the '80s guys better, uh, the 1980 guys better than the '93 well, I was young, guys because that was when I was because that's when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, Larry Heisel finished third in the MVP voting in '78. 
Wow. Did he, he had really? a good year. Yeah. Man. Uh, another Oakland A that's not Ricky Henderson. Oh. Mar- Mario Guerrero. <laughs> Again, just, just as, as viable. Just as valuable. Oh, Manny Sarmiento. Uh, Sarmiento. I never knew how to pronounce his name. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, it's here's a, a great one. Here's a great one. Al Bumbry. Look at Al Bumbry. Al Bumbry could play. Al Bumbry. He was a good, good player, player, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ray Fossey. Oh, famous, there you famous, there, famous for a for a collision in the All Star game. <laughs> famous for getting run over by Pete Rose in the All Star game. Oh, Julio Cruz. Now he he I think is Jose Cruz's dad, right? Am I crazy? No, no, I don't think that. Jose Cruz is. Dead. Oh no, he Jose played Cruz. at the same time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Julio, uh, Julio Cruz. Though I believe he played for the Mariners, right? He played for the Mariners. Yeah. Only and four players he... in modern history have stolen more bases at age twenty-three than his total of yeah, fifty-nine he, thefts. He stole 19... a lot of bases. That's what I was going to yeah. say. He actually had. Listen to this: one, two, three, six consecutive years of more than forty stolen bases. Wow, Julio Cruz, good player, second baseman. Tom Bergmeier, I remember him. I had this card when I was a kid because I collected red. This was in 1980. Was the first year I was into cards. I was I was four or five, and my dad, right. my dad's college roommate, bought me a bunch of 80s rack packs, and so these were my for earliest cards. Nice. So I had all the, Tom all the Red Sox. Yeah. By the way, I I said that Julio Cruz was good. He was good at stealing bases. He had a 71 career OPS plus. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Minton, pitcher for the Giants. Moon Man, Moon Man Minton. Yeah. Yep, big big reliever for the Giants. And finally, Craig Swan, pitcher for oh, the Mets. Oh, for the Mets, Craig Swan. So no no Ricky Henderson rookie, but uh, Dan Quisenberry rookie is a very good card. That's a very good card. Very now good the qu- card. The question is, before we wrap this up, should I open one more pack of 1980s baseball cards? <laughs> And the answer is, of course, yes, you should. Right, one more one pack more, of 1980. This pack. is it. This, this is our is one it, last meaningless it. thing, basically. Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. <laughs> one last meaningless thing is opening more baseball cards. That's perfect. Okay. You got to pick, though. Thad Bosley, Bernie Carbo. Oh, Bernie Carbo. Uh, yeah, don't even go, need with Bernie to go Carbo? any further. Absolutely. All right. Bernie Carbo. It is. I've got about, I think I've got. Probably 10 packs left. So we can do this like another three or four times at least. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again, we are looking for the Ricky Henderson rookie card. We are, but we're also looking for all of the excellent Bernie Carbos that are in there. Yeah. Oh, Frank Tanana's on the back. Oh, Oh. this is going to be good. I just feel it in my bones. This is going to be good. (laughs) Well, just having a Bernie Carbo and a Frank Tanana is good right there. All right. I'm going to get rid of the gum. There we go. The gum is always stuck to one of the cards. Of course. And ruins the card. Ruins absolutely wrecks that card. Yep. All right. So here's Bernie Carbo playing for the Cardinals. I mean, that's sad. He should only ever be a Red Sox. Only a Red Sox. Even though he only played for them for four years or something. And a Red. He was great. He was really good for the Reds. He also, uh, he hit hit the home run in game six. Nobody will ever remember that he's the one that hit the home run in game six. And uh, and only was able to do that because Dwight Evans made that crazy catch in right field. Made the crazy catch, absolutely right. Pirates future stars Dorian Boyland, Alberto okay. Lois, and Harry Safewright. Yeah, none none of those guys made it. None nope. of those guys made it. Poor Ed Pirates. Glenn. Ed Glenn, pitcher for the Mets. Remember Ed? Yeah, Glenn? I remember Ed Glenn for the Mats. Not, yeah. I don't have any any like facts about him, but. 
You don't remember that he gained a save against the Cubs at Wrigley Field on June 30th, 1979? I, I do remember him gaining that save now that you think about it. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You enjoy hitting streaks, you gain saves, you wallop round trippers. Like, this is a lost art, man. We got to bring this back. Oh, here we go. I knew this was going to be good, man. Lou Whitaker. Oh, sweet Lou. Sweet, sweet Lou, Lou Whitaker. Whitaker. So this is his third year, really second full year. So it's not quite his rookie card, but... I'm putting this in the Hall of Fame pile because I think he's going to... He's going to get in. It's going to happen. Gonna Not going to happen next year, but it's going to no. happen. Jim Dwyer. He was... A, I, I had this car, too, because he was on the Oh, Red sure. Sox. Jim Dwyer. I remember him. Eddie Putman. No. Catcher, first baseman for the Tigers. No memory of Eddie Putman. Eddie Putman, no. 1979 victory leaders. Okay. This is a great, this is a great card. Okay. You, your NL... Victory leader, Joe Necro of the Houston Astros. Sure. Your AL victory leaders, co-leaders, Mike Flanagan and Phil Necro of the wow. Atlanta Braves. So the you get jo- both Necros. You get both, both Necros on, both, on one card. This card is there to be had. Joe Necro. Bob Horner. T- that This is a great, a great 80s. This is only a second year. Bob Horner was a, had good power, man. He had 33 Bob homers. Bob Horner had four home runs in a game. That's right. Yeah, Bobby Bob Horner was terrific. He was a terrific player. And Great. the first pick, and here's a little Bob Horner fact for you, never played a day in the minor leagues. Yes, that's right. He was one of those guys. Yeah, one Winfield, guys right? Right right from college. Bob to, Horner, uh, yeah. yeah. A-Rod. A-Rod, uh, Al Kaline. Yeah. Um, this guy was one of my favorite names of when I was a kid. I, I, I was like, I, you know, there are athletes who are like, man, I wish my name were that. Right? Guy's name? Yes. Rick Rick Honeycutt. Oh, Rick Honeycutt. What a great name. <laughs> I was obsessed with the name Rick Honeycutt and also the the Seahawks had a wide receiver named Daryl Turner. And I was like, God, that's Oh, a I cool love Daryl Turner. Yeah, Daryl Turner was I, great. I wanted I mean, to be named either Rick Honeycutt or Daryl Turner. How have you not had a, a television character named Honeycutt? Great question. <laughs> Yankees team card with manager Dick Hauser. Oh, the team cards were the best. The team cards are the, the best. The best. Yeah, oh. Dick Hauser, that did not end well for him uh, in in uh, New York because that was the year that the Royals beat right. the Yankees. Uh, and then Dick Hauser immediately went right to the Royals. He just Kiko, got fired Kiko, went to the Royals. Kiko Garcia. Remember Kiko Garcia? I do. I do. Kiko. Oh, that. with the Orioles. That's good. Yep. Oh, another great name, Johnny Walkenfuss. <laughs> Tigers. Johnny Walkenfuss was a great one. Rick Bosetti for the Blue Jays. I vaguely yeah, remember I Rick vaguely Bosetti. I vaguely remember that. Rick Bocchetti. Shane Raleigh for the Mariners. I remember Shane oh, Raleigh. Oh, sure. The, well, I remember Shane he Raleigh with the Phillies. Uh, Phillies. Did he pitch for the Phillies later? Phillies. And did he pitch for the Yankees? I thought Shane Raleigh yeah, at some maybe. point was part of that uh, George Steinbrenner group. Rob Dressler for the Mariners. Don't remember yeah, he, him. Yeah, he picked briefly for the Yankees. Johnny um, Lamaster. Johnny Lamaster for the Giants. I remember Johnny Lamaster is, is is a fantastic one because Johnny Lamaster, uh, Cleveland once traded for him, and he was literally the worst hitter uh, in like the history of you know. And I think I can't remember like who they gave up for him, but I think they just literally gave him back. They just went. No, we <laughs> thank you. You didn't, take, you didn't take him back. He's he's like like he'll be our player to be named later for himself. Now we had a good feeling about this pack. We didn't, and so far, no Ricky Henderson, but Pete Rose. Oh, look Pete! That. Look at Pete staring out. What are Pete Rose baseball cards doing these days? By the way, uh, it's a great still question. Like them? I don't have any I idea. I think 
I think he's signing them. I'm sorry, I bet on baseball for twenty five dollars or whatever. Uh, Mark Clear, do you remember? Do you remember how good Mark Clear was? Mark Clear was Mark good. Clear. Mark Clear he was, was good. Mark really Clear good. was in that like Jim Kern, Mark Clear, like those super tall righties that were like yeah. people out. Yeah. Silvio Martinez for the Cardinals. I remember him. I remember vaguely. him vaguely. Mike Caldwell for the Brewers. I remember Mike, Mike Caldwell's Caldwell. good. Mike Caldwell yeah. won twenty games one year. Oh, the hit dog, Mike Easler. Oh, I loved him. I loved him. God, he was good, man. He was a good hitter. Is he not? Is he from the same? What town is is Mike Easler from? Is uh, he from the same town as? He's uh, born in Cleveland. He's from. He's. It says hometown San Antonio, but he was born in Cleveland. Born in Cleveland. Okay. All right. Wow. Am I misremembering this? This does back does not say that he's a good hitter at all. <laughs> Wasn't Mike Easter a really good hitter? Am I confusing him with someone? No, no, he was a really good hitter. He was, he was a. Really I mean, good he hitter. had. I mean, he only played. He played a maximum of fifty-five games in his first six years in the league, or something. No, he, he really started hitting in nineteen eighty. He hit three thirty-eight. Okay, I'm not um, crazy. Yeah, he was called the Hitman, Line Drive, or Easy. Those are his three nicknames on Baseball Reference. The, so he was the Hitman, and the Hit Dog was. Uh, who was the Hit Dog? I thought that was. Was there a Hit Dog? Yeah, was there dog. was. And he, no, there was a hit dog. Oh, Mavon. Mavon was Mavon was the hit dog. Yeah, and Mavon Mike was the hit dog. The Mike Easter was the hit man. Yeah, um, Elliot Maddox for the Mets. Don't remember him vaguely. Julio Gonzalez for the Astros. I remember him because I because yeah. I went to a lot of Astros games. Matt Keough, pitcher for the oh, A's. Oh yes, back in the days when every A uh, starter finished a game. Remember That's when they right. had like that stretch of games that they so they blew out Matt Keough. Matt yeah. Keough, I uh, didn't Matt Keough. He was an all star, though. He was an all star. He was an all star that year, but didn't he lose like twenty games? Now he led the league in losses in eighty two with eighteen losses, a five seventy two ERA. I knew he wasn't any good at that point. Bill Stein for the Mariners, third baseman. Do not remember Bill Stein. No, but that does that sound like a baseball name? No, not really. He no, belted sounds- an opposite field homer in helping Mariners defeat the Yankees by five one score seven ten seventy nine. By the way, Homer is capitalized for some reason on the back of that, in that I sentence. I love it. Well, and I love that they just, uh, we don't need a, like, you know, we don't need little words in there. Just hit Homer like he's like Frankenstein talking. And finally. Frankenstein's monster. Frank Tanana. Oh, Frank Tanana, a blazing fastballer in his young days. And mm-hmm. then the ultimate. Junk baller. Crafty Beca- lefty. Became a super days. junk baller. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, well, I'm, and I'm just I'm just throwing this out to, to listeners. Frank Tanana would be an excellent choice if you want your typewritten essay on Frank Tanana. Don't you think Frank Tanana? I mean, like that's a great, great career. It's a great career. But you can look. You can have this. Uh, you can have this 1980s 1980p Rose if you want it. I'll give. I'll put that into the. Wow. I'll throw that into the mix. Wow. Yeah. Pete Rose is available. Well, not, we didn't get. You want we me to we write got another essay on Pete Rose, though. I, mean, I, <laughs> I guess that, I, yeah, that's that's you know probably what? not what they you want. They can't be in the baseball one hundred. They cannot okay. be. That, that, right. That's that's yeah. What? That's ask, asking too much of you. <laughs> All right. Well, well, listen. We didn't find the Henderson rookie so far. We still have so a bunch far, of backs. So far, we got time to go. We got the Jeter rookie. This is a big deal. So big. to sum up, if you're if you're for some reason still listening to this, the next time we podcast, I hope. We will have the link to go to this page. Anyone yes. who donates $25 gets their name entered in a raffle. Five winners of that raffle will get 
uh, essay. Uh, pick any card you want of the ones we picked, and we'll have a complete list at that point. You will get an essay on that player from Joe. You'll get something for me that we haven't determined yet. You'll get signed copy of Joe's book, a signed copy of my book, and whoever donates the most money, the most money. to the charity will get a Derek Jeter package, which is complete a, with complete with a Derek Jeter 1992 tops rookie card. Right. Already, you're like, well, this is. I mean, come on. This I mean, come absurd. on. What right. else do I need? I'll tell you what else you need. A signed <laughs> Derek Jeter baseball that I don't want because my jerk friends got it for me. And a Derek Jeter jersey. It's a Derek Jeter package of stuff. Triple. It's a triple. It's a triple thread package of Derek Jeter memorabilia that I That's will be right. so happy to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so next week... When we do this, we will have a link to the site. We will start the donations flowing, and then you will have a chance to win incredible prizes. Incredible prizes. We'll get that up. Mike, this has been the best podcast ever. That's all there is. I kind of think you're right. And and, and, and brilliant innovation by you to make one last meaningless thing just continuous <laughs> to continuously doing what we were already doing. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So here we go. As always, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me, Joe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.